Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that knows that killing someone doesn't make a character bad. They have to burn the corpse to a crisp to show that. Here are two guys that will never get pointed out to security by someone performing on stage, Matt and Doug. It's probably true. Yes. Probably true. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Doug. It's me, Matt. And I want to w- welcome our special guest, Lexington Steele. <laughs> my hero. <laughs> no, Tom Hanks is my next get. That's who I'm going after next. <laughs> You're not going to go after like Mr. T or, uh, you know, some obscure guy like the the guy who was the the love interest of just one and just one of the guys. Well, you could pick any of the guys that is in this film just about. <laughs> yeah. But let's go. Most ahead. of them, most of them are dead, though. Yeah, it's true. So let, let's go ahead and jump into it. And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. I, I guess the biggest thing would be our our Tuesday podcast. Yeah, yeah. J- just for the record, so, so we interviewed Ginger Lynn. If any, if you have not listened to that, and, and just for the record, I got something new going for me. Ginger Lynn wants to masturbate thinking about me sucking another guy's cock. Yes. <laughs> is that a moral victory? Is that an immoral victory? It's going in my obituary. So, you know, you said you didn't have anything for the end for a listener reaction roundup. I had mm. so many people reach out to me that listen to the Ginger Lynn podcast. Some people actually on, on Tuesday night. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. And honestly, across the board, it was pretty much universal. That was actually really good. Yeah, yeah, I got that as well. The, the One guy said that we were gentlemen, which I think we were. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I chased her off by saying that the joke was that we were going to have Ginger Lynn on our podcast. I don't know if she was offended by that. No, I, I honestly think that she just... You could tell she did not feel well. Um, yeah. But lots of praise for her. She's just so forthright and open and honest about things. Mm-hmm. E- every week we have a podcast for the most part. And I don't get worked up before a podcast. You know, we had a podcast today. I had to get my shit done for it. But I wasn't, I wasn't like losing sleep over it. I wasn't c- overly concerned about, is the Action Jackson podcast going to be great? Mm-hmm. I had a lot of concerns going into that one. Oh, yeah. And part of it was, and you had said to me right away, not to be too fanboyish. And we were a little bit at the beginning, but not too bad. Sure. I was a little worried about it going kind of off the rails into a couple different areas. And only one point did it really go that way. And that was when you were talking about Trashy Lady. And she asked you if you learned anything from that. Oh, If I, if, if, it, if that taught me how to lick pussy, yes, that, that made me a little uncomfortable because that's something that my dad would ask. That's <laughs> yeah, true. And then just, uh, w- whether it was going to work, I think that we got lucky and it was supposed to be a, a video podcast and that just for technical reasons, it didn't work out. But I think the reason it worked is at least from my point of view, I approached it as we were interviewing somebody. We weren't interviewing a porn star. We were interviewing mm-hmm. somebody who happens to be a porn star. Correct. And also you stole a bunch of my good questions. So, <laughs> Well, those were my questions as well. I had some of those questions as well, and, and I just printed your 
notes and went off of that. So, But at the very last thing she did before we move on to the next thing is she suggested, and that was one of my questions. I don't know if that was one of yours as well. Any advice she has for 50-year-old married men mm-hmm. to keep their relationships good or whatever. She suggested a book. Mm-hmm. Sent you a picture. That book is sitting on my kitchen table right now. Okay. All right. Great. So, oh, lap, sorry. Did I have one more thing? I forgot to say. Oh, oh uh, are you going to go? Because we, we did talk about her Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go in there and say, was on, was, was on, was on Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug? I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. Yes. But I, I was going to say it right at the beginning of the, that podcast. I, I felt like a little kid with leukemia. Oh, God, and this was your make-a-wish? Yes. <laughs> but the score remains tied. It went from one-to-one one and is now two-to-two two of podcast guests that we've had that we've seen naked. Uh, yeah, okay. They're different. I mean, my two are different from your two, but... Anyway, uh, over to you. You have T-Dog. I do not. Oh, and you have your wife? Yes. Okay. All right. So now we're into housekeeping. Yes. Proper, correct? Correct. I don't know how I skipped this. I think it, it, it was during the Silverado podcast, and I think I was supposed to pull something for it last week. But we, we talked about little people, and we talked about a particular little person that is also a porn star. And I go, oh, wait a second. I think she was in the movie SWAT with Colin Farrell. We're out here in front of the key club on Sunset and beautiful Hollywood. And I just wonder how it is you can get inside of there. Anyways, we're on Sunset Boulevard for anything to happen, especially through harassment. Hey, you guys, you're all kids. <laughs> and that is Bridget, the little person. Bridget. <laughs> uh, Kerbopple's first name is indeed Edna. Ah, okay. The Wookiee scene in... The Star Wars Christmas celebration? Yes. Nine minutes long. Wow. No, all Wookiee speak. Now, there's, they jump back and forth. They jump, they go to the cantina in Tatooine where you got B. Arthur and Harvey Corman. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to Kashyyyk where you got the Wookiees. But there's all kinds of shit else going on. But that particular scene where there's no subtitles and it's just 100% Wookiee speak was nine minutes long. Okay, one thing I totally forgot uh, in the Teen Witch podcast, and you're not going to be able to hear this, so I'll tell you when it's done. You can hear it on the listen back. It's just I didn't pull the clip. I'm actually just going to play it live. Is the the character that played Brad had one role that we both should have picked up on that he was well known for. Any idea? No, no, no clue. He was on Friends. He played Chipper, Chip Matthews. So Chip I'm, Matthews, Chip Matthews. It was a guy they all went to high school with, and, oh, and she dates him. He, he was well. Rachel is supposed to. It's when she's got when the the prom video. Oh, he's in two episodes then, because yeah, he was in it, that one. He was also in one where he dates Monica, which is I have a little clip from that, and then I'll tell you when I'm done. Oh, we are. Oh my God! You still have the chipper. The what? <laughs> That's what we used to call your uh, your motorcycle in high school. You know, what? a motorcycle is a chopper. And your chip. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Go ahead. Uh, that's all I got. Hey, Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> yeah. does does not have a sex tape. Yes, yeah, she does. She has, or she's like sitting no, on a stool. I looked for it. 
Maybe it got maybe it got yanked. I don't think you looked hard enough. I I know where to find sex tapes. I mean, <laughs> okay. Don't I uh, I'm guessing you did not look up. I was going to send you pictures of the girl with the big jugs from the dance. No, I I did not. And the last one is this is something that I I messed up. But when we were talking about the pendant that she had and what did you say it looked like? The pendant from Titanic, what was it called? The Heart of the Ocean. Heart of the Ocean. Before you go, there's something I want you to have. Oh, it's beautiful. But wait a minute, isn't this? Yeah, yes it is. But I thought the old lady dropped it into the ocean in the air. Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. Oh, you shouldn't have. Okay. There. Is that from an NSYNC video? Uh, Britney Spears. Okay. It's, oops, I did it again. <laughs> ah. But that is all I have, so moving huh. on. Hey man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? My week, I will go first. Uh, I think you remember I said a couple weeks ago we had our HVAC person come out to do our, you know, our duct whatever, and that was $1,200 or whatever. Mm-hmm. They came back out to do our duct cleaning. That was another $1,200. <laughs> Fuck. Sucks. Yeah. And I talked about how last week you kind of buddy fucked me by the day that we did the podcast because I was available on Saturday. And because of that, I couldn't get out of going out to eat with Jen and her friends. Sure. Jen got food poisoning. Oh. Okay. So I don't know if that's karma or just chance, but I cried after the um, Gingerland podcast. Why did you cry? Because uh, I watched a Van Halen video that makes me cry every time. <laughs> uh, can't stop loving you. Where the fuck's my bell? <laughs> oh, my bell's broken. <laughs> oh, no. No bell for Matt. There you go. Okay. Yes. All right. How, have I talked about that before? You might have, and it, that may have been in the a file cabinet way in the back of my brain that creeped open a little bit and, saw, and got out. But the last thing is both of our kids are at school, at college, and the difference between what the kids talk to, reach out to their mother about versus what they reach out to me about, and the youngest has been doing job prep and, you know, resume stuff. So she's been talking, he's been talking to her about resumes and how to interview and stuff like that. And he sends me a text this week. What was the text he sent me about? Uh, I sent it to you. Oh, uh, oh, who's, what's, what's the name of the black guy with the huge cock? Yeah. That's what my son asked me. (laughs) It's like, mom, can I have career advice (laughs) to me? Who's the black guy with the big cock? Right, right. Well, they don't go, your mom's, you know, your, Jen probably asks your, your son, why aren't you going to dad for job advice? And your son goes, have you seen the jobs that dad has had? (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, that's all I got. Uh, okay. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about winter cabin camping. That was the big thing, the, uh, the scout weekend. It's, I, I dislike like 85% of other people's kids. They're just – kids suck, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, it, You just want to grab them by the neck and go, what the fuck is wrong with you? But you can't. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That was winter cabin camping. I discovered reels on Facebook. 
That's a good way to kill a lot of time. Eight hours, at least this week, I spent watching reels. <laughs> and do you, do you get the ones where it's like some chick dancing a little bit? And, and then dun, just... Done, 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 done. And, and yeah. then just for a split second, they switch into laundry and then it goes back? Yes. And do you know why they do that? No idea. So you try and double click it to pause it. And when you double click a reel, you know what it does? It gives them like a... It gives them a like. Okay. Hmm. Yes. I did not know that. So several times I've had to go back and rescind my like. I've had, <laughs> most of the ones I've been watching have been dachshund videos. <laughs> okay. It, and there's this one guy, I wish I could remember his name. He is, at the beginning of each video, they're all short, they're all about a minute long. He uh-huh. takes a drink of water and then it's him at the top and then it's another video playing underneath him and it's him not trying not to laugh as he's uh, watching it. Okay. All right. Um, I, I sent you a, a screenshot from an email that I received from Yahoo because there was a, I think a new weather chick <laughs> for, <laughs> channel 12. For, for channel 12 and she had a very prominent chin and I just typed in, she has a kind chin and I, I got an email saying that that comment goes against their community standards. How many people know about this? I, I don't think it is probably because they actually knew what it meant. It probably more so was, oh, he's pointing out the fact that she has a prominent mannish chin. No, no, because you see all the time, all the time when, on these articles about Sports Illustrated swimsuit models who are overweight and, oh, look at this beautiful women. And then you go to the comments because that's where the best material is. And these guys are completely ripping on these fat chicks. Like, you know, diabetes right there, diabetes, and all, all kinds of stuff. So I don't, I don't know, man. That, a kind chin, that may, like, go into an algorithm where they're like, nope. Nope. We know what that means. Oh, so, you know, the best way to test that, when you go to that? renew your plates, try to get that as vanity kind plates. Chin, kind chin. Yeah. Uh, I have something here. DL dash hair color. I don't know what that means. Down low hair color. Like you have green no. pubic hair. No, no. Huh? Anyway, uh, I, I take it. You're going to watch the Super Bowl. Yes. And how do you feel about them showing Taylor Swift in the box? I get why they're doing it. I don't care. I don't either. And I think it's, I think the media has created a straw villain of, oh, there's outrage amongst conservative men that they're showing Taylor Swift. And I'm like, I don't care, man. It's it, it's actually getting my kids to watch football games because like, we're watching for Travis Kelsey to score because they only show her when he scores or makes like a huge play. If it's just like a three-yard out route, no, they're not going to show Taylor Swift. But he if he gets like a 25-yard bomb, they show her. Yeah, this, this whole thing is going to backfire in a big way, though. Because just based on her history, I do not know much about her mm-hmm. other than, you know, she's in a relationship. She is no longer in a relationship. She writes an album. It sells 30 million copies. That's basically what I know about her. That is what she does. Yeah. When her and Travis Kelsey break up, assuming that it does happen, all of these fans that the NFL have, has picked up are now going to hate Kelsey and the NFL. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. Oh, DL. 
Driver's license. That's what the DL stands for. I went to get my driver's license. Well, usually when you're talking about the DL, it's something else. So for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? What is it? I don't know what that what the DL is. It's got to keep your boys on the DL. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and for hair color, I didn't know what to put. Do they have none? None. <laughs> N-A. I think you write it in, actually. There's not a box that you check. You actually write it in. I just put blonde because it was like, yeah, I should have put N-A. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Or I wish. <laughs> I wish, yes. Um, But do you know what the, the walk-in price for the Super Bowl is? What a, what a ticket, face value ticket is? Average is 8500 Yes. Yeah. And I didn't realize this, but... Well, and a box is two point million, two point five million. Okay, yeah. The San Francisco hasn't won a Super Bowl in thirty years. I, I saw that too, and because Steve Young was their quarterback last time yeah. they won the Super Bowl, yeah. I the, they've the, been the there Packers, several times. They've been there. This is uh, their third time post Steve Young because Kaepernick took them once. Garoppolo, I think, took them once. Did Kaepernick take them? Yes. Yeah, yeah Garoppolo took them, and they lost to. The Chiefs. Chiefs. Right. And then when Kaepernick took them, they lost to the Ravens. I thought that was Alex Smith. You could be right, but I I know that there's been two. They've yeah. been to two that they've lost post. Yeah. yeah. And the but, first one yeah. was Kaepernick. Okay. All right. Um, but uh, you, I'm sure you get the memories on Facebook. Yes. This happened 10 years ago, five years ago. Right, right. Do you remember that phase where it was, oh, here's 50 things about me. I remember Bess's 50 things she loves about you for your 50th birthday. Well, yes, but this was on Facebook like 15 years ago where you would, it was a preset list of 50 questions that you had to copy and paste and then answer those questions. Sure. And then you got other people to answer them as well. It's a way for people to hack your passwords. Yes, I did not realize it, but how fucking lame was that? Yeah. Pretty lame. Pretty yeah. lame. Okay. That and that's really, uh, yeah, no, that's really all I got. Man. Well, you mentioned conservative outrage. So there is one yeah. other thing that I forgot about is it is February. Uh-huh. Presidential election is in November. Uh-huh. I don't know how I'm going to deal with all of the bullshit between now and November. Just disconnect, man. Just, I mean, just. Disable your Facebook account. Don't go on Instagram. Take Twitter off your phone. But these are the, these are the two best candidates we have. I know, I know. And well, well, somebody you and I would say that, but then you've got some people people on either side who are very excited about who they have going in. I don't know how you can be. I can understand how you would be excited about Donald Trump. I don't know how you could be excited about Joe Biden. Well, he actually has a defense about, because they had the whole thing that came out uh, about the classified documents and mishandling and stuff. And they basically said he did do it, but it wasn't intentional. He's just a doddering old man. (laughs) Yeah. And then he actually had a response to that, which I found a a little bit surprising. What's that? Uh, If I can find my fucking cursor. There we go. Yep, that's what he said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so ready to move on? Yeah. 
that and dug out at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. Okay, this is an easy one. Is it? I do not know if you will get it. There are three of three clips. And I'm sure some people, when they first hear it, they will just immediately start screaming what it is. Um, I did have this pulled for last week, so I did not have to pull this. So I'm hoping I actually loaded the right ones. But here, here's the first one. God damn it. <laughs> oh, that's, it's a compelling clip, man. That's yeah, uh, uh, here. Is the first one. Lock the keys in the car. Right. Is that is that Stevie Ray Vaughan singing? I don't know that. I doubt it because it wouldn't make sense for it to be Stevie Ray Vaughan. I don't know, man. Okay, here is the middle one. Hey, oh, oh, are you trying to kill me? You gotta concentrate. Trying to kill me? You gotta concentrate. I still don't know. Listen to the voice. Listen okay. Hey, oh, oh, are you trying to kill me? You gotta concentrate. I still don't know. Okay, here's the reveal. Is that your idea of fun? Oh, yeah, yes, as a matter of fact, it is. We're supposed to do the show in two days. You won't show me lifts. I'm not sure it turns. I'm doing all this to save your ass. What I really want to do is drop you on it. Well, let's get out of here. I still don't know. It's Patrick Swayze. Okay. And is, he, is he's it, dancing. Is it Dirty Dancing? Yes. Why would you? Well, you know I've never seen that movie. Why would you pull a clip from it? Everybody so else gay. has seen it. That's so gay. <laughs> <laughs> One of the reels I watched with the guy trying not to laugh. Uh-huh. There's a... A dad gives his his kid a new iPhone. Okay. And this kid is su- little kid, probably about ten years old, twelve years old. Super excited. He's jumping up and down, and he's got the. It's in the box. It's in the iPhone box, and he opens the box, and it just says "gay" in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, ready for the movie itself? I am. Uh, I'm really not happy with the way this turned out. Um, okay. It and I, I should have redone it, but. I, it's, it is what it is, but it's a song you should recognize. Okay, okay. Recognize the song? Yes. I was actually going to use this for a bed, but I couldn't get it to work. She was singing in a junkie in a local club. Around. Anything to feed that 
too bad he's got a wife who's just a fucking stop show And she ain't chasing the dragon But don't forget that there's a cop who's up his top row And he ain't gonna let it go Ash, Action Jackson He put his son in prison Forced to be somebody's boyfriend Ash, Action Jackson you know he's scared of Addie's Cause the two shit there ain't panties Time lost the stripes And as she has her wives They have to work together Or they'll both be corpses Busting down the plane He can share in stone Busting down the plane Burn them to the Action Jackson was released on February 12th, 1988. It was written by Robert Renault and directed by Craig R. Baxley. Renault is best known for coming up with the three seashells. Oh, and Demolition Man? Baxley is best known for Stone Cold. It stars the recently departed Carl Weathers. Stone, Stone Cold. Is that with Stone Cold Steve Austin? No, it's with the guy who played for the... Oh, Brian... Ba- Brian- Brian Bosworth. I think Lance Hendrickson is in that movie, too. He's the bad guy. Okay. That's a good movie, actually. Too bad it's a a 1990s movie. But it stars the recently departed Carl Weathers, best known for Happy Gilmore. Super Sky Point. Craig T. Nelson, best known for Get Hard. Vanity, best known for not being bathed in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Wait, she... Okay, I'm confused. She was not in, in Purple Rain, No, right? she was not in Purple Rain, but she was she's g- gets confused with Apollonia a lot because both oh, okay. of them were Prince protégés. Ah, all right. Uh, Sharon Stone, best known for lying about not knowing her beaver would be seen on screen. And did you by any chance see the posters for this film? I saw a poster where he's, you know, Carl Weathers is looking all dapper in a, I believe, a tuxedo. It's a suit, I think, but it could be a tuxedo. And Vandy is up against him, and he's holding a gun? Right. Okay. There's two versions. There's the original right. one, which is that, and then there's the version that came out when it came out on video, right around when Basic Instinct was hitting, and Sharon Stone's head is huge on the poster. Oh, okay. Uh, Tom Wilson, best known for traveling in time. And this movie also has a shitload of that guys. Oh man. It's every, everybody in this movie is that guy. Everyone. There, there are 18 actors listed on the front page of IMDb for this movie. Any guess as to how many of them have appeared in other movies we've done? Boy, I know I, there's a bunch of them from Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've got them all kind of sort of written down. I mean, the, the guy in the beginning was Lieutenant Touchdown in Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I have little references to each one when they pop up. It's 15 of 18. Okay. And Vanity is one of them. What other movie was she in? No, Vanity is one of the other ones that was not in it. Oh, Not in any okay. movies that we've done. Okay. But All it right. has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 19 <clears throat> with critics and 35 <laughs> with audiences. Really? Really? That low? It made $65 million on a $7 million budget. Yeah, that's... I'm shocked that the Rotten Tomato score is that low. Did you see this in the theater? I did. I saw it with my dad, and that's the last time I saw it. 
I, I saw and this I, in the theater as well. And I remember, because this probably came out after Rocky Four, correct? Yes. What year did it yes. come out? This came out in 88. Oh. Rocky Four came out in 86. Okay. So, I mean, there's, there was a hankering for some Carl Weathers because we saw him in Predator and the Rocky movies. And I remember there was this guy in middle school. His name was Ken Reinhardt. And he fucking, all he could talk about was Apollo Creed. He loved Apollo Creed. And then we would, I would sit at the lunch table with him. Yes. So there, there was definitely a hankering for some Carl Weathers. So when he was headlining this movie, it was, it was geared towards guys our age, I think. Actually, Rocky Four was 1985. So this was three years later. Okay. All right. So, but Predator. Right. Yeah. Because he came up with the idea for this in Predator. Because there's, there's a couple of dudes from Predator in this also. Yes. Yeah. And the weird thing is, it made, 65 million on a $7 million budget. That's very mm-hmm. successful. Yes. You would have thought that maybe not a sequel, but this would have launched him into more of, cause he had the, the co-lead or, you know, the, the main co-star in several films, but this would have been the first one that he was actually the true lead. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought that that potentially would have led to more because this was successful. Sure. And they did, it wasn't really considered a sequel, but it was something very similar to this, but with a different title that they that Carl Weathers made, and commercially it was a failure. Okay. But the movie starts, uh, Warner yeah. Brothers. And and it starts off with some music like le- from like Lethal Weapon. Was it Eric Clapton? It was not Eric Clapton, but it it reminded me of the opening of a Lethal Weapon movie. And it starts with a helicopter shot along with helicopter sounds. So the helicopter is actually diegetic. And yes. It's showing a city and we, we can tell it's dangerous because it's Detroit. Mm-hmm. But our, our favorite, that girl, is yes. working with somebody. Yeah, the psychologist from Lethal Weapon. And she She's not even in the main cast list. No. But she and somebody else are working on a press release due to somebody dying. Yeah, she's dictating, or somebody is dictating to her. And it's like I said, it's the lieutenant touchdown from Full Metal Jacket. But they hear something on the roof, and the guy actually tries to creep on her a little bit. Well, she says, it's probably my date. Yes. And then, yes, he immediately starts sexually harassing her, and he goes, I have a better idea. And he turns on the TV, and I swear to God, I thought it was going to be a porno. No, it was, it was, it was one of the Rocky Apollo fights. <laughs> I, it wasn't Rocky Apollo. It was just a boxing match. But then there are some more noises, and somebody pulls a, a John McClane through the window. A couple of them. There's like three of them that come crashing through the window. You think if that is not coordinated perfectly the right time, that's going to fuck people up? Yes, it is. But she screams, and she gets punched through a window, which apparently killed her. <laughs> I know. I know. I thought, okay, she's going to show up later on. No, she did. And... He goes for the guy, the the guy who was dictating to this chick goes for his gun and they're gone. Yep, nobody there except her body. And mm-hmm. to, to the side, he sees something and fires. No, nothing there. Turns the other he's, way, he, fires. Well, he's shooting some vases. <laughs> he, he hates, hates those vases. <laughs> he hates these vases. Yes. And then yes. he shoots a desk and apparently he, it's one of those handguns that has a, a 50 round magazine. <laughs> Because he shoots a lot. Yes, he does. Why was the desk moving towards him? Was there some guy in there hiding? <laughs> no idea. 
Did, 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 is that where he kept his like his remote control Tonka truck and it was pushing the desk forward? But, but then a guy crashes through the skylight and kicks him and then disappears. And I'm thinking, okay, these guys are just sending him a message, right? Because if you're going to kill somebody, just kill him. Just fucking kill him. <laughs> and then a guy, he's stunned and he's wandering around and a guy, one of the bad guys, and we find out later, much later, that this group of assassins is known as the Invisible Men. Yes. But a guy pulls out a butterfly knife and does some butterfly things with it. Yes. And this guy, he must have just like drawers and drawers of butterfly knives because every time he throws one, it's it's there's no way he's retrieving that butterfly knife. That's in my notes. It's like, does he have a standing order on Amazon where he gets a new <laughs> delivery of a butterfly knife like every couple of days? Right. But he throws yeah. the guy throws it and it pins the guy that was dictating's hand to the door. Uh-huh. And he pulls it out and winces and he opens the door and a guy on the other side of the door decks him and he's crawling on the ground and there are four guys and one of them was from the band Nelson. <laughs> I was going to say it was, it was the, the villain from Die Hard. Die Hard. Yes. Long blonde hair. Right. I, I thought for sure that this guy, like, okay, we're going to know who this guy is. He's one of those guys. He's really not. No, he is not. Some no, of the other ones are, but some of the other ones are, yes. But uh the guy who is dictating to the chick goes, Hey man, no way. And one of the dudes has like a multi-barreled grenade launcher that is f- featured on the Amazon advertisement for next week's film. It is because and that's like the only thing that I remember about that movie, Dogs of War, is that grenade launcher is featured prominently in that movie. Uh, but yeah, basically they shoot him with the grenade launcher and okay. Military weaponry nerd alert (laughs) grenades that are fired from those, from those launchers have to spin so many times before they can detonate. So you don't accidentally shoot it into a wall three feet away from you and blow yourself up. That makes sense. So the couple of times that they fire these things in close proximity, they would actually not detonate. Isn't that, doesn't one of those get used in Terminator two where it just goes thunk thunk. That's the, that's the, that's the single barreled M 79 grenade launcher that they used in Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. He, he takes it from the SWAT guy because the SWAT guy at, um, Cyberdyne. Yes. Is firing tear gas and Arnold, rips the guy's gas mask off and then grabs that grenade launcher and is launching those at all the cops then. Yeah, all the tear gas. Yes. So you can use different kinds of shells in it. Mm-hmm. But yes. he gets shot. He goes through a window and... Turns into a fireball. It's actually a really, really cool shot of a flaming body. Fireball. Funny thing. Want to hear something funny? Want to hear an interesting fact? Fireball last year the number one selling whiskey in the United States. And you want to hear something else about fireball? It's not whiskey. The fireball that you buy at gas stations compared to liquor stores is different because uh, you're not allowed to sell hard liquor at gas stations in certain States. So it is like a 19% malt liquor 
but then the stuff that you would buy at say the Viking liquor store is a, is a 33%. It's a lightweight whiskey, 33% per, uh, percent whiskey. Well, cause I'm looking at a bottle right here and it's mm-hmm. 21. Is it whiskey though? It's fireball cinnamon whiskey. Okay. But that's like one of those $1 ones you get at the gas station. That may not be whiskey then that, that may be the malt liquor. I, I should check. I have a big bottle downstairs, but all right. The the guy's on fire, and he, and it's you can tell it's actually a stunt man because he's mm-hmm. flailing as he's yes, falling. Yes, he is. Yeah, and he goes through the glass roof of a restaurant as people scream, and it scream, and it cuts to the opening credits. I did not realize, and this was alluded to in the open. The bad guy really has a hard on for burning corpses to a crisp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. But it's Detroit. And yes. I did not know there was an L in Detroit. An L? Oh, an L train? Yeah. I'm, I think there is. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, auto stuff, sirens, more auto stuff. and Yeah, shots of GM and Ford and Chrysler. The music is by Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock. He didn't out. Rocket bam, bam, was his big song. Yeah. That's Rocket, right? No, it's Dun. Dun, 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 dun. No, that's Axel F by oh, my Harold Faltemeyer. <laughs> Michael Kamen also did the music as well. You got your 80s synthesizer guys mixed up. Oh, my bad. Moo, moo. No, I, I knew that. I knew that that was Axel F, honestly. Okay. All right. But we see a guy on a subway, like a, a younger black kid. You know, you know what show he was on? No. Tour of Duty. <laughs> of course. But he he's basically, he's looking for a mark and... Uh-huh. There's a woman on this train, on this elevated it's not, train. It's not a woman. That's a man, baby. And it really is a man. If you look her, him up in the IMDb notes, but, stunt man. But what, what are they doing? What is what the, are, the person doing that the mark is, look, that the criminal is looking at? What is the mark doing? Walking with a purse? No, they're counting out $100 bills. Like out what? in the open. Yes. Really? Yes. How did I not see this? But a, a cop's behind the bad guy, the criminal. That's why I refer to him until we find out his name later. And he changes yes. his mind. And then who has the first bit of post-opening montage dialogue? Biff from Back to the Future. It was a regular fuck at my place last night. Can this shit gone blow? There ain't been any pussy at your pants since your mother helped you move in. They ought to call your place the House of Wax. Is that a masturbation joke? I think so. Do you know who the other cop was? I looked it up, but I don't remember. James Conn's partner from Alienation. Okay, yeah, I knew it was, I knew because he was one of the people that had appeared in other things, but Mm -hmm. uh, the criminal from the L is still continuing to look for a mark and a fat woman in a dress walks past the criminal. Yes, that's the dude. That's that's okay. that's a man. That's a man. Yes. But the, the cops, they're ro- racially profiling this criminal. And they said yeah, they he should wear a shirt that says, I steal shit. Yeah, yeah. He goes for the purse and the, the his mark kicks his ass. And the cops hold back for a minute so the lady can get her, her hits in. Mm-hmm. And then they have him in the car. Kid's name is uh, Smith, Albert Smith, which Albert, that does make sense for what his nickname is later. But the cops ask if his parents were brother and sister, and what is going to happen to him? Who is he going to have to talk to? Action Jackson. Who's that? Yeah. 
and you know, they question his pronunciation, but they're they're talking up Action Jackson, who we have not met, as kind of a mythical figure. And one of them says, they say his mother was molested by Bigfoot. <laughs> and Jackson is their mutant offspring. And do these cops admire him or not? I can't tell. I think so. But they say that they bring in Jackson to do re-education. They bring in Jackson when they want to re-educate some young ne'er-do-well, such as yourself, Albert. Yeah, I remember one kid got re-educated so bad, his mm. testicles climbed back up into his belly, mm. wouldn't come out. They called it a medical miracle. Yeah. Another kid, handcuffed to a chair, gnawed his own hand off like a trapped skunk or wolverine or something. Jackson is so vicious, we don't even let him have a gun. Is he here? Yeah, sometimes he gets so riled up, you gotta use one of those Wild Kingdom tranquilizer darts that's just to keep him in his chair. (laughs) They put him in a chair, and this kid is just shitting his pants. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And where they sit him, this kid is sitting next to a hooker. A hooker? Yeah. Yes, and the black cop goes to the hooker, how much for a hand job? My partner broke his wrist. And she goes, how about a foot job? And then Biff gets in front of her and goes, how much is that? And she says, free, and kicks him right in the ding ding. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> no, that's from the, it's from the opening. Yeah, it's from where, the opening. Yeah, I know. It's, where little Eddie Murphy is is telling a joke. Yes. But yeah. the, the kid bolts, and he ends up running right into Jackson's desk, spilling coffee. Well, first he, first he knocked over one of those tall ashtrays. Okay, that, one of the standing ashtrays. Yes, that would that would be like at the bank that when I first started chewing, that's what I would spit into. Okay. <laughs> We've talked about that. You didn't, you didn't carry a spitter with you? I, I thought I was cool enough that I could hold it and not have to talk, but mistakenly realized that I had talked to the bank teller, so I had to spit into the ashtray. I was disgusting, man. Yeah, there's nothing about chew that isn't disgusting. But no, it, it doesn't really mean not. that I don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's still fucking disgusting. But he he runs into Jackson's desk, spills coffee, and Jackson just says to mellow out. And what does the kid do? He passes out. Yeah, he's he's oh god, what was it? We've talked about this. Before. Not nar- yeah, he's a narcoleptic. Yeah, <laughs> but someone is busting Jackson's balls about. He's basically on, on desk duty. Yeah, it's his. Old, I think it's his old partner. Yes, it is. They used to be partners. Yes. But they're yes. outside the captain's office, mm-hmm. and the other partner goes in. Jackson does not. And across right. the room, the the criminal sees Jackson. Look at him, and what does he do? He passes out again. He's like he's like one of those fainting goats. Yeah. <laughs> Bob and Brian had a great bit about um, a school that what what is the animal that just faints? Not the goat. Um, oh, the possum. Yeah, the fighting possums. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Jackson's old partner is talking about the people we saw killed in the beginning. The guy was charred. The woman was not. So the woman is indeed dead. Mm-hmm. And his old partner suggests to the chief that maybe the man was given the secretary, the old high hard one. Uh, no, he was giving her the protein pickup. Well, you know, that's what he says. I know. Yes. Pa- paraphrasing that. <laughs> oh, OK, but who is the captain? Uh, it is he is from Predator, Bill Duke. Bill Duke. He's and the one. He's the one that says, "Turn around, anytime." There is a point in Predator where I think it's after Duke is injured, and he and Carl Weathers' character are kind of hiding together. 
Yeah. They're watching The Predator. There's a lot of online slash fiction about the two of them. Oh, really? Yes. Like they were giving it to each other? Yes. In that hidey hole? Well, not necessarily in that hidey hole, but just in general. <laughs> oh, but okay. J- Jackson was listening to this whole thing as the partner comes out. and Well, the captain is pissed off at the ex-partner for saying he was giving her the protein pickup, and he says, put a leash on your vocabulary. So this captain is by the book and straight-laced. Okay. Yeah. And then Action Jackson goes in, and the captain says, how long has it been since you lost your stripes? Two years. And he says, I never met a cop so dedicated. You were a high school track star and got your law degree from Harvard. I mean, it's almost a parody of, of something, isn't it? This movie, and I realize this about halfway through, is without the buddy cop element of it, but there is a buddy to it. It is a poor man's tango and cash minus tango or cash. It is kind of in the same vein, and... One of the critiques I have about this film is sometimes it tries to be serious. Sometimes it tries to be comedic and it doesn't mm-hmm. really fit in either of those lanes really well because it's not picking a lane. Okay. But the captain says, I know I'm giving you shit work, but I need it done. And he's sending him to the Detroit Businessmen's League, Detroit Businessmen League's Man of the Year fundraiser. Captain was supposed to go, but he doesn't want to. And Jackson says, no problem. There is a slight problem. Who is the man of the year? Delaplane. Peter Delaplane is man of the year. Yeah, sure. And why don't we make Charlie Manson a high school guidance counselor? Just because the man had a few family problems. Look, the man's son is a sexual psychopath. If I had family problems like that, I'd get myself neutered. Jackson, I know you take this matter very personally. Personally? Captain, the man cost me my stripes. No, Jackson, you cost you your stripes, no one else. You could have handled Sean Delaplane more delicately. Yeah? How? Cinnamon engraved invitation. Look, kid, you come on down here. Join us at City Jail. Dress casual, RSVP. You know, he that boy's arm off. So, he had a spare. Sergeant, I'm not sure I'm getting through to you. The Delaplane case not only cost you your lieutenant stripes, but it also cost you your gun permit, your marriage, and brought this department the kind of publicity we can gladly do without. The public does not appreciate charges of police brutality substantiated or not. I'm not asking you to go there to brown nose Peter Delaplane. I just need to be sure your Action Jackson days are far behind you. Then we can see about getting those lieutenant stripes back. This is the first of a couple different times in this film where if you looked at the script for this film, Mm -hmm. it would just say, huge info dump here. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because it it has given us a lot of background that we need to to understand for the motivations of this film. We haven't met Delaplane yet, but we already know something about him because of this. Correct. Yes. Action, Action Jackson leaves and we are at the man of the year ceremony and there's some guy that introduces him and it's Craig T. Nelson, coach. Yeah. And he's uh he opens with a joke. He talks about his childhood and Jackson's at the back and Sharon Stone comes up and inches past him. And this is before. Uh, Basic Instinct. Well, it is before Basic Instinct. The other one, the Schwarzenegger film. Um, get your oh, Total Recall. Yeah. Total Recall, I think, is 89 uh, or 90. Yeah, 
It's 90. I think it's 90. So yes. this is post her um, Ellen Quatermain phase. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's at math, having an orgasm, riding in the canoe. She looks fantastic. Oh, God damn, does she look good in this movie. I mean, you could hold her up to Jennifer Connelly in The Rocketeer. Oh, I, that's... That's a tall order, man. I, I don't Is know about you that. You think so? She looks so cute, though. She I does, mean, and I, you, and you can't, you can't remove everything that's happened past then in you know where Sharon Stone is now versus where Jennifer Conley is now, mm-hmm. and that probably clouds my judgment a little bit with that. Okay, but damn, she's cute, and but she says you can barely hear anything back here, and he says that's great. I have the best seat in the house. <laughs> So you're not his friend? Um, nope. Not unless they change the definition. And she says, I bet I can make you change your mind. And Delaplane introduces who? His wife. And Sharon Stone. Is his wife. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> later, Jackson is talking to some old codger. <laughs> About a law case. You know, like Belfort dirt versus the state of Maryland <laughs> regarding smoking in public or something like that. It's about liability. Yeah, and he wants to know how Jackson feels about Delaplane. What do you think of our man of the year? Oh, I think he's a greedy, conceited, two-faced, backstabbing asshole. Yes, I'd say that just about sums it up. <laughs> Peter, I'd like you to meet. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Jackson, Jericho Jackson. There's a nickname associated with it, isn't there? Uh, something like excitement, uh, enthusiasm, esprit de corps. It's action. Well, of course. That rhymes. <laughs> How do you two know each other? We met through my son. I helped him to relocate. How's he doing, by the way? He's adjusting. The Delaplanes have always been adept at dealing with obstacles. He was always a very popular boy. I'm sure he's very popular in his new home. I hear all it takes is the right opening. Like people getting ass raped? What? Oh my God! Dude. No, no, it's not like ass people getting ass raped. Come on, man. No, so people don't want to be here because they feel like they because they're getting ass raped. Oh, oh. Pulled one of my clips. <laughs> no, that's originally mine. Oh, was it originally you, yours? Yeah, oh yeah, you. But you've hijacked it multiple times. But th- the thing that I thought was kind of interesting is Delaplane comes down and he is trying to. He's subtly fucking with Jackson about saying he doesn't know what his nickname is. Right and. In those reels I was talking about earlier, which you brought up, but I talked about that I've been watching, there's a tennis star who beat uh, Jennifer Capriati. And, okay. And she's at the, you know, she's getting her, her trophy for beating Jennifer Capriati. And she starts her thing. She's like, hold on one second. And she turns to Jennifer Capriati and she says, do you prefer to be called Jenny or Jennifer? And Capriati says, Jenny. She turns back to the microphone. She's, well, I think Jennifer did a great job today, <laughs> which is just such a, a great way to absolutely fuck with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But who comes up to Delaplane to tell him that his car is ready? Um, I, it's, it's, it's the candy bar thief from Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I actually refer to him as. <laughs> yeah. It, um, I, I got totally thrown off by the whole. You thrown in that part because, you know, he's talking about his son's asshole, right? So he can get right. sodomized in prison. Yes. And uh, But now we're on a boat. Yes. And there's two guys telling jokes 
what do you call the guy with no no arms, no legs who sits in front of the door, Matt, (laughs) what do you got to call a guy with no arms and no legs being towed behind a boat? Bob, skip, skip. (laughs) What do you call a man with no arms, no legs doing a podcast? Huh? Doug, um, Doug, Doug, (laughs) but there's another guy that's reading the paper and they're talking about the guy from the beginning of the movie that got killed. Yeah. And somebody from up above tells them to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it, one of the guys that was telling the jokes was saying, what's up his ass? And all of a sudden he gets an arrow through the chest. And, and then who the, appears? Other, the other guy goes, I got some Tums if you need them. <laughs> Cause he's going, oh, 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 oh. but who appears? Butterfly knife guy. <laughs> he throws a knife into the second guy's chest. And this is where it says, you think he just has a standing subscription order at Amazon for butterfly. Yeah, knife? And that guy goes into the water. He but loses the, his butterfly knife. But the first guy did not. The guy with the arrow is just dead on the deck. Right. And there, there's a guy on the phone who says, he's talking about the Pope's butthole for some reason. I don't even know yeah. why. And yeah. We've seen this guy in a million things. But there are people boarding the boat. Did you see the, the jacket, the windbreaker the guy had on? No, it, I may have. It had a boat name on it. Do you know what that was? Jenny. No, it's Mauritania. Are you familiar with the Mauritania? No. I don't see what all the fuss is about. It doesn't look any bigger than the Mauritania. You could be blasé about some things, Rose, but not about Titanic. It's over 100 feet longer than Mauritania. And far more luxurious. So that movie is not current. <laughs> or that, that boat is not current. No, it's not. Yeah. But uh, now the guy with no arms, no legs... Uh, what, what, what arrow? Um, no, the guy that told them to shut up, that told the he other people to a, shut up. Yeah, he gets killed too. And he, well, he gets jumped and his neck is broken. And then the guy on the phone is upset that somebody is knocking at the door. You know, hey, mm-hmm. leave me alone. And he opens the door and somebody handcuffs a really small briefcase to him. <laughs> right. A very small briefcase. And what's in the briefcase? It's in the box. A box. It's in the box. A box. No, a bomb. <laughs> it's good. It's good, Doug. Yeah. And there's nine seconds left as the area that he was listening to continues. And there's a big, and I mean big, boat explosion as the oh, bodies yeah. are moving away. Be- and what do you call because that? Because this this is what? An 80-foot yacht? Yes. The entire boat explodes. Not just where the bomb is. The entire boat. So, yes. what, what, are the, in, what is that? A Zodiac boat? Yes, I was going to say a dinghy, but I think you nailed it with Zodiac. But Jackson pulls up to his place of residence, and he has a sweet convertible, which we actually find out the year and make. Is it a 66 Impala? It's in my notes later, because he actually says it. Okay. Cops either have a great car, like Mm -hmm. Tango, or they have a shitty car, like Axel. Yes. But the valet out front of his building says it sucks about the game. And apparently Jackson didn't know what they lost. Yeah. And who's the valet? Um, it's Argyle. Is it? No, it's not. Is it really? Yes, it is. Oh, That's Argyle from, from Die Hard. Jesus, is everybody from Die Hard in this film? How did you not recognize him? I didn't even have to look that one up. But the question about if he bet on it, I'm a cop. It's like, well, I only bet 10 bucks and you need, it's a 66 Impala. The 66 Impala. Okay. Is that what I said? Or did I say a 62? No. But the guy peels away as Jackson is about to tell him not to. And mm-hmm. then he goes into his fridge and what does he grab? Oh. Well, he actually has not, a couple it, things to go through. 
Yeah, he grabs a Sunny D and he drinks it. <laughs> yeah, but what's what's on TV? A commercial for Dell Plains car, and we didn't mention no, this earlier. No, no, what was the show that was on before it cut to commercial? Ooh, that I don't know. Perfect Strangers. But he's got a bird. He's got a parakeet. You think he throws a a blanket over it to fool the bird? Because birds are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping. Pretty bird. Out. Pretty bird. And but Dell Plains car, the the comet. Because yes. a thing like it only comes around every 70 years. It, yeah. It looks like a crossover between a Ferrari Testarossa and a Pontiac Fiero. Well, that's what it is. It is a Pontiac Fiero dialed up to look like a okay. Ferrari Testadero. What's it? Wait. Testarossa. Testarossa. I was going to say Testadero. That's Pinky. The, no, that's Tuscadero. Tuscadero. <laughs> pinky and leather. Yes, we've had yes. this conversation. Yes, we have. But he yes, checks his have. messages, and there's one that seems important. But from Tony, Tony, um, but the news has moved on to a story about the boat explosion. Yes. And it's, uh, uh, American, uh, uh, wait, what does AWA stand for in this movie? Auto workers association. I just call them the auto workers union or the union guys. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, he was a guy that was in the AWA and the next, go ahead. No, no, that's what I was about to say. Oh, the, next the, next, day. the next day, he's talking with his ex-partner and asking questions. And he says, this is similar to the other case. Both burned to a crisp. Yeah. <laughs> and is the, the partner says, is the one man army really asking for help? But Jackson has a phone call. And who is it? It's Tony. No, and it's Tony Luther. says, it's Luther. Yeah. He's, you know, I'm watching you. Oh, Jesus. But, Gene Simmons. Yeah, but the guy the gets pissy. The guy who actually has the phone gets pissy about not being a secretary. You're right. It's Tony. The guy from yes, the answering machine. Say, he says it's life or death. And now Jackson goes to Tony's and moving in slowly, we hear some grunting and a guy is looking for some. It's Robert Davi. Robert Davi. He doesn't look good and he's oh, smoking. Oh, heater. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is he's the other Johnson and Die Hard. Right. In the yeah. helicopter. There's a, yeah, there's a ton of diehard guys in this movie. Oh, there's a lot more still coming up. I know there is. Huey Lewis is in this movie. Yeah, he, Davi actually was in a Bond film as well, I believe. He, one of the Timothy Dalton, Dalton ones. ones. Not the not the first one, the second one, I think. The, the right. drug one. But yes. Tony wants to know how he got in. Doors open. <laughs> yeah. And Jackson says, you need help. Let me take you to the hospital. And Tony puts a pistol to his head. Nope. Sit down and listen. Gun goes back up. Okay. Tony's looking out the window. He says he can't afford to sleep, and he name drops the two charred corpses. Yeah. The walls have ears. Um, who wants you dead? And he gives the hints about Delaplane. Three guesses, and this mm-hmm. comes up a couple times. Hot, hotter, hottest. Yeah. And then we cut to a club, and Vanity is singing. You remember when she was in Playboy? I do. And... A guy is watching the rehearsals, and I couldn't tell because of how far away it was. I'm like, is that Coach? It is. She's kind of being seductive in the song, and yep, it's Coach. He's drinking Cristal, and she gets off stage and is singing to Delaplane as she walks towards him, and he's smoking a heater, and she gets she has quite the body. Her tits are a little bit mournful. Really? Yes. Okay, I... I guess I didn't notice, but she said she expected to get a standing ovation. 
mm-hmm. as he's sitting yeah. down. And what does he say? And then he goes, well, you're getting one as he stands up. Well, no, and then, he's still sitting. It's, this movie has everything. It's oh, got sodomy oh, jokes, erection okay, okay. jokes. Yeah, okay, that's, yes, you're, yes, he, yes, he's getting one. She's getting one because he has an erection. Right. Yeah. So, yes. And, and then they go off somewhere, and in my notes it says, I'm pretty sure he goes and bangs her. But the bodyguard asks if she's leaving, because the bodyguard comes up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And she says she can handle this on her own. And then Delaplane says, hey, man. I'm paying you. Yeah, you do most generously. Don't cock block me. Yeah, but, but we go back to Jackson and Tony, and apparently he was working for one of the corpses. Mm-hmm. Working for Springham. My job was to keep tabs on people, ask questions, find out who's playing on what power plays, that kind of thing. Uh, Delaplane, he was he was working his way through the union, uh, finding out who was for him, who advanced, I mean, who resented him, his money, his power, I mean, who was agreeing with him. Was all that? All right, look. What does that have to do with Stringer? Stringer didn't trust him. He hated his guts, in fact. I mean, that's the same for Norman and for Grantham. Because of that, Delaplane wanted them out of the way. For what? I don't know. Well, that's, you see, that's the rickety part, because I don't know. I mean, it's just, I mean, I can't figure that out. Wait, come on, come on. Think about it, think about it. Tony, no, what you're saying to me is Delaplane's killing off unfriendly AWA leaders, and you don't know why he's doing it, you don't have any evidence that he's doing it. Come on. Don't tell me that you're afraid of Delaplane, Jericho. Jackson, I used to know, wasn't afraid of nothing. We all thought he was going to make a name for himself. If I got the wrong, Jackson, please tell me. Come on, come on, come on. You get the right, Jackson. Just that he didn't make the name for himself that he thought he would. I laughed at my own joke there. I know you did. I, I forgot that I, I did that. You didn't do that. I thought that was another one of your blind clips and you added it in there. Like, no, I did that. But um, Jackson says he's the right guy. But Tony is a little bit trying to psychologically convince Jackson. Well, if I don't have the right guy, he's, he's kind of like shaming him a little bit into doing it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> what the fuck was that meant for somebody else i hope <laughs> you you texted me can you bring me up a fireball oh, and I, I assumed i assumed and what was my response if you eat my pussy later because i assumed that you that was for jen yep. <laughs> i was just waiting for you to read that and go wait wait what <laughs> can you god damn it <laughs> oh uh, I'm crying here, man. <laughs> um, the, the the Tony says the play is the mistress, and yes. I, I call her Ash. I don't know what you call her. I call her Ashley. Okay. Tony gives him an info dump. It's, I'm not wasting your time. I promise. And Jackson is walking out of the place. And right, two people come out with a boombox, and it totally sounds like a Beastie Boys song. It's not. But who follows them out of the elevator? Uh, UPS guy with a dolly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy's, this is an assassin, isn't it? <laughs> this guy is wearing sunglasses the entire movie. Uh-huh. No matter where he is. Even in the dark. <laughs> but he, he pushes the door open, the delivery, he says, delivery, and Tony goes to sign, and Tony looks high. I, it, it's probably yes. a combination of being high and sleep-deprived and other shit, but... But he's very, the, 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 the delivery guy goes, you need to sign this, and... 
Tony is like really happy. Like somebody, somebody bought me a present. He's very excited. And then the black guy with the glasses, the assassin goes, it's COD and then shoots him. And okay. This is one of those things. I understand it makes the movie more compelling or more interesting or whatever. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times you get a killer that's about to kill somebody that has to say something or do something to their victim before they kill them. Which mm-hmm. makes no sense in the real world. As soon well, as Tony answered the door, he should have just shot him. Well, just like the guy in the beginning, the, this cat and mouse. You're going to kill the guy. Just shoot the guy. But is this guy one of the invisible men? Yes. Okay. Yes. But at Ash's apartment, she asks if Delaplane is going to tell. Wait, hold on a second. I thought her name was Sydney. Sydney Ash. Oh, that's okay. I call her Sydney. Okay. All oh, right. Wait, hold, hold on one second. Hold, no, give me both. Give me. Give me that one too. Wasn't there any more of these in the freezer? There was none in the freezer. That's okay. The um the full size bottle of Fireball is thirty three percent by volume. Mm-hmm. The small one is twenty one percent by volume. Okay, so, you so are the correct. small yeah the small one is the malt liquor that right. you can legally legally sell in gas stations and stuff. Okay, but now we're at Ashley's apartment, um, mm-hmm. and she asks if Delaplane is going to tell the wife about her. She's a shitty mistress. Yeah. Because a mistress is supposed to be on the DL once again. <laughs> right. Why, why would he tell her? And he says, I don't mix business with pleasure, and which is which. Mm-hmm. But he's taking off his coat uh, as she is saying, saying the promises. Yeah. He promised that a guy from Motown was going to come see her. Oh, And that she could yeah. cut a record and she'd be going places. And he says, did I say all that? Really? Yeah. And he says, give yeah, me give, two reasons. Give me- <laughs> why I would say those things. And what does she do? I happen to know there's only one other titty quite this pretty. Really? Mm-hmm. And the set. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Success. <laughs> yes. And he pulls out something, and I thought it was going to be jewelry because it looks... Yeah. That's what I thought, It looks like too. a jewelry case, but he says it's supposed to be a girl's best friend, and but it's not jewelry. No, it is a very fancy-looking syringe. It, what would she do without him? Well, let's hope you don't have to find out. And he shoots her up, and we find out she's a junkie. He's not. This yeah. is not a new thing. If, if she was a junkie, wouldn't she have track marks or not look as good as she looks? Right. But yeah. he, he says sweet dreams, and it fades to yeah. black. Does he bang her then while she's all high, or... I would assume. Why would you? I wouldn't want to fuck somebody in that condition. Well, would you want to shoot somebody up in the first place? No, but I mean, I think about like the guys that give chicks roofies. Or, no, you I, know, or or like or like uh, you know Darren Sharper from the Green Bay Packers, who's in jail for doing that. I wonder yeah, if Bill Cosby was a cellmate. That's unfortunate jersey I have. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't understand why you would want to have sex with a woman that's in that condition. I, I think that's kind of a two-way street, though, because it's not its not like she thinks that he's going to shoot her up and not have sex with her. I think it is she's getting her bit and he's getting his bit. If All right. Will. But okay. it fades to black, and then we're opening of a drawer in a morgue. Oh yeah, the coroner. And uh, is it 
is Bill Duke there? No, no. Oh no, it's just it's it's just the coroner and Jackson. who says, and he goes, uh, "Is this a friend of yours?" And Jackson goes, "Yes, we were on the same track team in high school." <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't seen him much since he started working for the union, but so if the bullet didn't kill him, he would have been dead in the week any in a week anyway because of the drugs and yeah, it was a suicide and and. Jackson's like, bullshit, that was a nine millimeter. He was packing a thirty-two. And all gun was planted. All this gun talk gives Doug a boner. Um, mm-hmm. and Leeds uh, might be one, but I gotta get her away from her husband. Right. And then we cut to Delaplane and Sharon Stone, her name is Patrice. Mm-hmm. And this is just like last movie we did, or your last movie we did. Some of the union guys kind of run together for me. Okay. Because they're at lunch with an old guy who I think is like the head of the union, the AWA. Bob, is, this, is this Bob Foss? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah. Jackson shows but, up. Yeah, and he shows Delaplane a picture of Moretti. Didn't know you were a photographer. And yeah, who he, was he? He's, well, well he, Delaplane is criticizing the photography. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, he was a union guy who opposed you, just like Stringer, and now they're both dead. Yes. What are you planning? I don't know what you're talking about. Here's the president of the AWA. <laughs> and the president goes, I would love to know what, or, or Delaplane says, I'd love to know what I've planned. And Jackson, well, what does Jackson say? Basically, he, he well, how does, I'm lost he here. <laughs> okay. He introduces Jackson to the president of the AWA. Right. And the guy, Bob, yeah. Bob Foss. And then Delaplane says, I would love to know what I have planned for the AWA. And basically, Jackson doesn't know. And he's, he's, he's fishing. Yeah, and the union guy asks if, he, if he's giving you trouble, and Delaplane says, uh, he's no trouble at all. But back at Delaplane's house, we, we find out that Delaplane actually can fight. Yeah, he's uh, training with uh, a guy who pretty much, if you go through his IMDB, most of his credits are Asian, Asian thug. Okay. Yeah, but there's He's always guy like in the a, background. He steals a candy bar. Yes. Yeah, but but Delaplane is fighting. He's got a polo on and a sweater over his polo. But he cheap shots the guy he's fighting. The guy cheap shots him back. And yeah. then Delaplane lifts his hand, takes his hand to lift the guy and yeah. then breaks his arm. Yes. And then says lessons over. And now we see Patrice in the steam room. Patrice is played by Sharon Stone. Yes. Some titties. Some, some bonus boobs and ass. And some bush. Mm-hmm. Was it a bush? Yep. Just just a oh. RCH. A hint. Yep. Hint of bush. And she's wiping the mirror and fixing her hair, and she walks out, and she's putting on perfume, and she's outside a door, and she opens it quietly, and a henchman is saying that Jackson got to Tony before they did, but it doesn't matter as they have no proof. Yes, but he sees her. She quietly closes the door, and he continues to talk about Jackson. She runs out of the house in her robe, just as Delaplane is about to leave, and she says, I haven't talked to you, and he's like, no, bitch, yeah. I'm busy. Uh-huh. I'm on the phone with Italy. Costs more to talk to. Yeah, no, go away. Now, back in the house, Patrice is getting dressed, and the henchman asks if she's leaving because he'll be happy to drive her. Right, and she goes, no, I'll, I'll drive myself. And right as she opened the door, who's there? Jackson. Yes. Are you going into and she town? Goes, I'll go with him. In town, uh, the criminal from the beginning is walking around in a Coca-Cola shirt. I don't know why that's important, but Jackson and Patrice are in a restaurant talking as the criminal comes in and checks his hair. She tells him that she heard 
his name and Tony's and the criminal then sees Jackson and just bolts. Mm-hmm. But somebody mentions another guy that they're work that they're having problems with, O'Rooney. O'Rooney, yes. Used to work for Delaplane, now works for the union. And Jackson asks if she knows anything about any of the charred corpses. But she only knows what she read in the paper, and Delaplane never mentioned them. He never brings work home except this weekend, because what's going on this weekend? <sighs> what's going on this weekend? I don't know. He's having a party for the head of the union. Oh, yes. And Jackson says, aren't they friends? He's like, no, they hate each other. Well, he's probably used to that. And then Jackson and the wife continue to talk. I know how you feel about Peter, Sergeant. But you don't know him the way I do. He may seem greedy and arrogant to most people, but you don't make it big in industry and remain loved by everyone. I met him after his first wife died and his son went to prison. I think the whole experience changed him. He's not the man you think you know. What do you think you know about me? I think you're not so different from Peter. Man, that's just mean. That's mean, man. You're both stubborn, both intent on getting what you want. You know, I think Peter admires you a little bit. Not many people have caused him so much trouble and gotten away with it. Who says I've gotten away with anything? And I was successful in not laughing at my own joke I inserted in that clip. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But they walk out of this diner or restaurant, wherever they are. Not not before he asks her if he can go to the party, though. Oh, okay. She says, not if I want to keep my marriage. Yeah, but my notes go, she's going to die, isn't she? I might See, my notes is, he's going to bang her, isn't he? (laughs) Oh, okay. But why do they call you... And then they almost get run over by a cab. Right. And he goes, you okay? Go to the police station. I have to catch a cab. And he's chasing this cab. I mean, he's running faster than he did on the beach with Rocky. Well, and the cab is being driven by the UPS driver. It's like the economy in the 80s was really tough. You you couldn't make a living just as a UPS driver. You also had to drive a cab on the side. Do you know what a UPS driver makes? Like what their total compensation package is? Today? Yes. It's, I think it's like 130. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good living. But Jackson is running about 30 miles an hour and mm-hmm. he's yelling at the driver that is driving next to him. Yeah. <laughs> he jumps over a car uh-huh. and pulls and a Shatner. On, yes. Right here. He's, yep. He pulls a, pulls a Shatner. He's on the roof and he goes, now I got you. And this car, all this guy has to do is just slam on the brakes. Right. Right. Yes, that movie over, slam on the brakes, but they are wrecking all kinds of cars. I mean, there's a propane truck explosion that killed like eight people. <laughs> but because, you know, I mean, you saw that the entire cab of that truck, plus three cars around it, were completely engulfed in flames. But one of the things the driver does here is he shoots through the roof of the cab. Mm-hmm. And... He he puts it in like a tiny grouping. Where yeah. is if you you know vary your targets a little bit? There's only so much space on the roof they possibly could hide. Right. But right. I, I don't know where your taxi thing goes here. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Action Jackson goes. Enough is enough, and he punches through the windshield and grabs the guy. 
And then the guy finally gets it. Oh, maybe if I slammed on my brakes, he would roll off. And he does. And now Action Jackson is facing down with the cab. You want to shoot me? I'm not fucking going to shoot me. Come on. Come on and shoot me. Come on. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. Kill me, I'm here! Kill shoot me! That's too easy! Be a man! Come and cut me! I know you killed Tony! So come on, chicken shit! Come on! And now, now I get to die. Yeah, I could have had that in there too. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the, yeah, the guy but, revs the cab. Yes, and starts r- driving towards Action Jackson, and Action Jackson. Does a flip over the car? He does a ray. <laughs> Looking forward to that movie a lot. Uh, 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 and the guy who the UPS driver kind of turns around and goes, what the fuck? And he does an A-team where he drives over another car and it leaps through the air and flips. And I think it launches into an auto parts store. Into a building. Yeah. And Yes. And then Jackson runs up to the cab to like pull him out. Yes, and nobody's there, but the trunk opens and a bunch of Krugerans fall out. You forgot to turn your left, didn't you? Turn your right. Where the hell is he? This guy's Mandrake. Where were you, man? I, I, what, what, what do you mean, where was God damn it. What, what do you mean, where was that? Where did he go to? He's fucking gone. I don't know how to he is gone. God damn it. You were supposed to come out three. Where I thought you meant to come out three. Yeah, so same that thing. Was, that was not planned at all. No. Same exact scene. Yeah. Cut it off for the cougar and thing. Back at the precinct, Jackson is telling the, the captain that the reason his outfit is all screwed up is because of dry cleaning. Yes. This shit would have to be reported. Of course it and, would. And documented. And uh-huh. he'd have to write up reports, even if he's just a sergeant. But Jackson asks a desk jockey if a blonde came by for him. And the guy says he thought he dreamed, but she left a note. And yes. What does the note say? Uh, I'm going to tell Delaplane everything. And then the captain goes, what? Where the hell is Jackson? And we just see kind of like the note just kind of floating in the air. Like he ran so fast. And there is a action Jackson size hole in the wall. Right. <laughs> but, like Wiley Coyote. But uh, the, 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 the guy who gave him the note asked him, how do you do it? It's, like, it's the clothes. And now we're at the club that we saw before, but it's not a rehearsal. No, it's a music video. And Jackson is there as Ash is announcing. Could she, and I guess maybe Guns N' Roses did, but could she perform if she's all like a heroin junkie? Well, we don't know. I, I, that's a good question. I've never taken heroin, so I don't know the side effects. I don't know if like you're a heroin junkie and you have to take it like every six hours or if you're like Keith Richards, where you can have control of your addiction, where you don't have to take it every couple of hours. Well, I have no, I don't know, man. Her, her withdrawal throughout the rest of the film varies a lot scene to scene. And even within a scene from sentence to sentence where she's totally jonesing and then totally fine. Mm -hmm. But, and she, and, and coming up after this scene, she's acting like a complete fucking idiot. But this movie is only 90 minutes long, more or less. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is basically the second full song she's had in it. Right. You think this was in her contract? This is one of the oh, reasons she took the role? Sure, sure, sure it was. 
But she steps yeah. off the stage and she's working the crowd and Jackson is digging it. And does he get with Patrice or does he get with Ash? I don't know. But we go back to Delaplane's house and a limo pulls in and it's Delaplane. And the the guy that we saw, the henchman that we saw on the phone before that Patrice was listening in on, gives him his 357 and tells Delaplane that it's been cleaned and ported. And Delaplane says, I'll test it in the morning. What, what does ported mean? I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But he asks the henchman if his wife has arrived. Not yet. No. Uh, he goes into a bedroom. Delaplane does. And she's on the couch crying. And what he, Delaplane says, I was told that you weren't here. And, well, she says that she came in Matt's favorite way. Yeah. She, she pulled my move. She came in the back door. <laughs> right. But he as he he sees her he puts the gun in the back of his pants but yeah, takes his off his jacket yeah which yeah. i thought was a little weird and she's well, upset something's yeah. wrong and she yeah. rats out the henchman about what she heard on the phone oh, well, oh you must mi- be mistaken you're mistaken what's going on do you trust me honey of course now i just need to hear you say it for me and she's crying and she says that he had nothing to do with anyone's murder then lists mm-hmm. off the guys that he was actually responsible for killing Right. And, and then her we hand see the gun. is working her way down his back. Yeah. And we see the gun in the waistband. And he says, I would do nothing to hurt you. And then he goes, I hope Jackson will understand. No, she wait, says, wait. I hope. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yes. I hope. Ja-. And he goes, wait, what? Hold hold, hold up. <laughs> what? what, what, what? <laughs> you, you didn't tell him any of this. And she goes, well, he came by and honey, I assured him you weren't involved. And then she hugs him, and again, her hand is working down the backside, and what is no longer in his waistband? Yeah, there's no gun there. There's no gun there. And he kisses her. And says, I love you, and then bang. Bang, yes. Okay, couple couple things here. All right. Uh, we've talked about this before, and I know that my wife strongly disagrees with me about this, but I would have a problem with my wife talking to me about the cops, whether I did anything or not. Yeah, that that's just me. That that's one thing. Okay. The other thing is, so he starts kissing her passionately. He breaks away, says "I love you," and then he shoots her. Now he has to go have a murder jerk. A murder jerk. Yes. This is poor planning, because unless this is something he's going to go address right this second, he could have put this off ten fifteen minutes. Right. Had his happy fun time and then mm-hmm. killed her. Sure. But anyway, uh, Stephen, she did. Yeah, yeah, she's dead. And he slowly lowers her onto the body, and he says, "On the bed? You mean onto the bed?" Yes. What I uh-huh. say? I he slow slowly lowers her onto the body. Oh, it's onto the bed. Sorry, as opposed to raises her onto the bed. But um, yes. But he says it loves her more than life itself, and he kisses her dead body. And he has to throw out those sheets too, and those are probably three thousand count sheets. Uh, probably yes. He. Uh, takes off his wedding ring and lights a heater and his like henchmen guys come in. What's the henchman and the candy bar thief come in? Yeah. <laughs> Tosses them the gun and says, works fine. <laughs> and there's a music sting here. And we go back to the club and Ash is in her dressing room as the others leave. And she picks up the, the case with the syringe in it mm-hmm. and strokes it. And you see this a little bit in Pulp Fiction. Are, are, are junkies really fascinated with their kit is it about the juice or is it about the delivery method? I don't know. I don't think so. I think junkies would pretty much take it any way they can. 
But Jackson is wandering around backstage and the big security guy from before stops him and says he wants to talk to Ash. Don't recommend that. She babbles a lot. Super religious. Mm -hmm. And he says he does. Jackson says he does. And he punches a security guy with zero reaction. Right. And then um, Jackson laughs and they have this exchange. (laughs) You're one big fella. How much do you weigh? 270 pounds. That's pretty big. I bet you make a good living at this, don't you? Good enough. That helps pay my way through medical school. If I was to hit you again, you'd probably slam my little body right through that wall back there now, wouldn't you? I was thinking about it, but it goes against all my Muslim beliefs. Good. I take it you like my act. You know, I'm impressed. Takes a lot to get through all that here. Not very much, just the end of that table. He should be out for a while. You don't know when, honey. So he just bum rushed the security guy through her door, mm-hmm. and she's about to shoot out. Uh, shoot out, I, I think, think. I think she's already high because okay. for the next half an hour, she acts like a complete fucking moron. But he asks if she's through and you through singing and he says the night is young. And then he asks her a question. Cause he actually sees her, um, her syringe. What question yeah, does well, he ask her? Well, he asks her if she has this. Are you a diabetic? I don't know. <laughs> Variation, but sure. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting diabetes, but, but that's not, okay. Not the last time she checked and she puts her kid yeah. away and she's going to leave with him. She yeah. doesn't know he's a cop. She has no, no idea who he is. Is he no. that smooth or is she that easy? Or- well, is this is this any different than Ginger Lynn going and being on the stripping circuit and picking out a guy in the crowd and having her bodyguard go get that guy and just banging him randomly? But she has a fucking sugar daddy. Yeah. That she doesn't want to upset that apple cart. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but he's driving now, and she is all over him. It, it, it's and, raining, by the way. Is it raining? And the top's down. Okay, all right. She gives but him a wet she, willy. And she goes, what, are you waiting until we're married? He's like, oh, I was kind of hoping for something a little bit more romantic. And then he takes her to the rape house from Teen Witch. <laughs> Romance is where well, you find it, and I find it wherever I can. And you must be a priest. What's your name? Jericho. But people call me action. And she scoffs at that. No, no woman gave you that name. It's like, oh, that's sick burn. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But a cop flies by and he goes, this is not good. And he pulls over and then hears on the radio about Patrice and that there's no sign of Jackson. She did not notice the police scanner he has in his car. No. Well, she's high on heroin, Matt. And she asks she's, him she's, to change it to a rap channel? Yeah, she's not a rational person. Okay, she's a moron. But yeah, she's a moron. He, he pulls uh, away. But, Where are we going? Your place. Yeah, but now we cut to the cops investigating something, and they're kind of they're they're not at Delaplane's house. They're, they're Jackson's at, place. Is, oh, is that Jackson's place? Yeah. Oh, okay. That okay, now this all makes sense. Okay. It wasn't extremely clear, but yeah, that's where they are. They're at Jackson's place. Yes. And the cops are talking. Do you think Action Jackson did it? And uncovers Patrice and she's naked, gets some dead naked boobs. Yeah, that was and, that was jacket material back in the day. Yeah. And I think the ex 
partner says, women this beautiful don't come around this often. And I have to see them like this. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but at Ash's place, Ash and Jackson go in and she has those weird glass square things on the wall. I don't know what they're called. Weird glass square things. So you have a you have a a wall like a half a, like a half yeah, wall like okay they're glass blocks. You would see those in like a basement casement window. Okay, I see them a lot in walls. Yeah, it'll be like half a wall. Then it'll be two rows of that. Then it'll be another half a wall. Like you would have seen that in um, Rocketeer. No. Uh, um, what was this shitty movie that we did with all the Brat Pat kids? Um, uh, Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, yes, that. We saw those on the landing craft <laughs> okay. coming out upon Omaha Beach. No, St. Elmo's Fire. You would have seen those yeah, Actually, at, they are in that movie. They are in, in that movie. in Like in, in Jules' apartment? It's not Jules' apartment. It is the apartment that's shared by uh, the guy with the, the big coke habit with the giant schnoz. Uh, Judd Reinhold? Judd Hurt, Judd, no, Judd, Judd Hurt, Jesus, Judd Christ. Nelson, Judd, Judd Nelson. <laughs> we went through all the Judds, all the Judds, Ashley, Ashley Judd. Judd, yeah, <laughs> Winona. <laughs> A lot of stream of conscious here, but um, yes, yeah, it, yeah. He says but, no uh, lights, and she says right. oh romantic, and he hopes to live to keep it that way. And she says she has the munchies. Does I don't know. Okay. I don't know if heroin gives you the munchies. I have no idea. But the phone rings and the answer machine picks up the phone and somehow he knows that a bomb is going to go off. And is it the answering machine that explodes? I'm not sure. But he says, get down and boom. And they're in the car now. And she goes, I have to go back in my purse, my makeup. And he goes, you look beautiful, baby. Okay. And you look fine. Fuck your purse. <laughs> yeah, they, they go to the Hoover Hotel. And who is the manager? Uh, he is, well, first of all, he, he's watching the Flintstones, and <laughs> they, they walk in, and Action tosses him his keys. Yo. What I look like, a valet? What the hell? Yeah, yeah, it's that, that guy. It's that guy. Yeah, but he's yeah. As he's watching the Flintstones, he's telling Dino to bite Fred, bite him, bite him. But you, you there is another thing here. Before that guy actually comes in to play, there. What is missing from the front desk? It's something you lose quite a bit. My bell. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. Carl Weathers. <laughs> yes, it is. But then that's that's the end of Rocky, Rocky three. three. Yes. And then the guy actually gets up and Action Jackson and the guy you refer to as the hotel manager actually say hello to each other. Mm-hmm. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Just running them all together. But Jackson introduces this guy to Ash and he says that the area, which is Detroit, Produced two great fighters, Joe Lewis and this guy. And what does she say to that? Uh, hold on. I, I had to run real quick to get something. Okay. I, I thought the clip was longer than that. Sorry. Sorry. No. <laughs> what was your question? So the area produced two great fighters, Joe Lewis and some other guy. And what does she say to that? I, I don't know. 
nice to meet you, Mr. Lewis. Like, oh, that's not Joe Lewis, but no. And uh, I'm thinking this guy ends up dead. I we talked about how saw this in the theater. I don't think I've seen this since I saw it in no, the theater. I have not seen this since I saw it in the theater. And this was a movie that I actually had to pay money to rent <laughs> because. Oh, okay, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Because it wasn't available on any streaming service for free, and mm-hmm. I didn't have it. So, but Jackson tells the guy that they need a room on an unoccupied floor, and she has a sweet tooth, which means, you know, she likes the booger sugar. No, heroin. Well, yeah. But he gives Jackson the presidential suite, and shower works sometimes, no roaches. And he says, mm-hmm. Einstein will bring you breakfast in the morning. And honestly, they go up there. The room isn't that bad. But she climbs on the bed, and I'm thinking, is she crashing? And he says, well, you know, it wasn't the makeup you wanted. Yeah, right. No shit. Yeah. Why do you do that? And then she gets all mad at him, like an addict would. Like, gets totally, totally defensive about their horrible habit that they have. Shot a day keeps the memories away. Yeah. And, and she says, and she goes, wow, fuck. And then he, oh. she gives him these rules. Don't call me a cunt unless you're fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish that would have been in the podcast. So just a little background. When we record a podcast, we have a little bit of conversation before it starts just to check sound levels and stuff. And that stuff does get recorded. That was actually from the pre-show conversation with us in Gingerland. <laughs> yeah. We were talking kind of about our format and, and that we're here to have fun. And she's like, okay, that's fine. You guys call me to say anything. You just can't call me a cunt. And then she goes, but you call me a cunt if you're fucking me. <laughs> and she starts sulking because he's not going to fuck her. And right. The next day she wakes up and she slept in her clothes and she's, st- she's jonesing. Well, and she has to pee and she knocks on the bathroom door and he comes out. He's all glistening. <laughs> Several times he's glistening in this movie, but he got her fix. And what does he hand her? Uh, it's not methadone, is it? Rat poison. Oh, rat poison. Okay. But who's but at the room, front door? Well, it's room service, and it's the purse thief. Yeah, it's the criminal. Yes. <laughs> the criminal and that's he's got a tray of food, and it's his tray. the tray is shaking. So uh, it, this kind of reminded me, up until several years ago, I was very not good and afraid of public speaking. I, it just made me so nervous. Sure. And now it's kind of like, eh, I, I really don't care. I can pretty much get up in front of any group and say anything. I, and I really think being a scout leader, I had I was kind of forced to have to do that. And now it's super easy to me. And the podcast also, I think. Oh, yeah. The podcast, public- honestly, just from the few times I've been on stage since I started doing the podcast, it's so much easier for me to be in front of a mic now than it used to yeah. be. Yeah. And I was comfortable doing it. But yeah, go ahead. But when I was in college, night school, finishing up my degree, I was taking a marketing class and you got assigned a company and then you had to come up with a product, a new product for that company and then present it in front of the class. I I got Kellogg's and the product that I came up with was, it was a bowl with a peel off top and inside of the bowl was cereal with dried chunks of cream or milk. And it, the spoon came in there and then you would just add water and mix it up and you'd have a bowl of cereal on the go. And while I'm up in front of the class presenting this, I've got the bowl with the top and the spoon inside of it. My hand was shaking so much. You could hear the spoon rattling around inside. It. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I'm like, fuck. 
and that was in front of a group of like 10 people. And now I have no, no problem speaking in front of several hundred. Yeah. Just imagine though, if you had to give a speech in front of a couple hundred people because you were fucking around when you're in high school, <laughs> you're forced to do this shit. Mm-hmm. But she, uh, it's the kid from earlier, the criminal from yes. earlier. She pushes him out and closes the door and she says, some action, piece of ass like me and won't touch me. Either got to be queer or a cop. Yeah. And then he tells her who he is. Well, he says, I'm not queer. I was shocked they did not use the F word here. Okay. And, but when he says that he's not queer, she says, what? And he gives his rank in precinct and he says he wants to get Delaplane. You can help. Yeah, I need you to do that. So, but she needs a fix. And he go, they go down to his car and, well, what's up with this car? Uh, well, it got stripped. Yeah, he can literally walk like through the open doors and walk through the car because everything is stripped. And okay, he's, okay, I've seen cars stripped before. The mm-hmm. way he walks through his car is, imagine you are looking at the back of a car. Yeah. And somebody opens the, the left front door, so mm-hmm. the driver's side front door, steps over the threshold for the door, and then just walks straight across the yeah. body of the car and then steps over the threshold on the passenger side. What happened to that middle part of the car? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just all gone. And he gets so pissed off, he puts up the convertible roof on the car. And I'm like, why is he doing this? I don't know, but they are. Oh, well, do you, it comes up just a little bit. Yeah, I, it, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. But they're they're bitching back and forth and about how she needs a fix. And and as they walk out of the alley, somebody actually bumps into them. Right. And then and picks, his, picks his pocket. Hey, did you just take his wallet? He just took that guy's wallet. I think he took your wallet. I think he took his wallet. Yep. Yeah. And as the guy, the pickpocket, opens up the wallet, he goes, fuck a duck. Because it's a cop? Yeah. Okay. Did you write down any of the details from the information in the wallet? No, I did not. Okay, it shows him as 6'3". I don't think he's 6'3". He's 6'1". Okay. It shows him as 195 pounds. That tracks. I am 6'2", and weigh about that. He would weigh way more than me, since muscle weighs more than fat or air. It also okay. says he was born in 1938. Okay. Carl Weathers was born in 1948. Huh. Wonder why they did that. To be a heavyweight champion or fighter, you have to be over 205 pounds. Okay. But anyway. Uh, anyway. They're walking down some stairs, um, Jackson and Ash, and they go into a place and he says there used to be a guy named Papa Doc that worked there, and but he's not there anymore. He's over across 8 Mile, which probably won't get that that's from uh eight mile eight, eight mile <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh she says something about him being a hell of a detective because he's he knows he's missing his wallet and she says he she could or he could teach mr t a, a two, uh, could teach mr t a thing or two and be in the a team in no time uh number one uh mr t was never a detective no in real life or on the a team but Jackson says Papa Doc might be able to tell them something about Delaplane. And Eddie Murphy's character from the barbershop in Coming to America is behind the bar. Uh, is it? If you watch it, he looks exactly like that. Oh, oh, you mean with like the, the crazy hair that goes back? Yes. Okay. Do you know who this guy is? No. 
Have you ever seen the movie Commando? Yes. You know the guy that the big black dude that takes Arnold Schwarzenegger off on the plane and Arnold breaks his neck and then jumps out of the plane and lands in the swamp? No. Okay, well, that the big black guy that's behind the bar is the big black guy that takes Arnold Schwarzenegger on the airplane in Commando. Right, but Jackson asks, is, is Papa Doc here? And the guy says, hold on a second. He goes over to the end of the bar and he talks to like a regular. Mm-hmm. Comes back and points and Jackson is going to see Papa Doc alone. And Ash rightfully says, I thought we were joined at the hip. Yeah. If they give me any smack, I'll save some for you. And she's actually looking better. She quit cold turkey in about 10 hours. Right. But she would be having she would be having the sweats and puking and she would not be eyes. very mobile. No, she would not. She'd be curled up in the corner in a ball right now. But <laughs> complain but, about the spiders. Yes. This guy takes him into an office and <coughs> excuse me. Action Jackson says, you, Well, Ginger where is he? One? What? She coughed. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, where is he? And he has him open up like a wardrobe and there's a jar. And the dude goes, that's Papa Doc. It's oh, I thought balls. he was supposed to go into uh, Narnia. Ah, yes. It's his balls. And then knocks him out with a bottle. And later, a few people are holding Jackson back and someone wakes yes. him up. How do they wake him up? I don't know. Some smelling salts? No, they use a, a shaked, uh, shaken up can of Coke <laughs> that they oh, open to right. spray his face. And there's like kind of a skinny, younger black dude there. Do you know who that guy, what show that guy was on? That's not the guy from uh, Total Recall, is it? No, Tour of Duty. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then there's the other guy. The other guy is uh, Lorenzo Lamas' partner from Renegade. But the guy that had the can of Coke is patting Jackson down. is impressed by his physique. And the guy actually starts saying a bunch of shit. And I did not understand a lot of the things that he said oh. here. There's three guys there. Do you know who the third guy is? Was he in Call of Duty? No, he was Tour the terrorist. He was the ter- terrorist in Back to the Future. Oh, really? <laughs> who was in the? Who was shooting from the sunroof? Oh, that where his uh, AK-47 locks up. Yes, uh, but the guy starts talking to Jackson. I don't understand what some of this means. You think I'm get you or something, don't you? Don't bogart me, Lightfoot. That's there ain't nothing we like better than to take a tom slick like you and have a little blanket party. <laughs> you know, son, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> you dissing me? Don't diss me. I'm gonna break it down to you. See, you be a Charlie Irvine, and we gonna tap dance on your lips, and then we gonna deprive you of your your freaking frack. Okay, this clip uh, is not these, over. Were, were these guys like? On the airplane talking jive and airplane? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. I speak jive. (laughs) Yes. But, okay, is this a gay bar? I don't think so. I don't know what this stuff means. But uh, while this is happening, a guy goes over to a pool table, and he comes back, and he's holding a pool ball in his hand as the clip continues. (laughs) I don't understand a word of it, do you? All right, okay. Hey, yo, man. He ain't giving him no ass. I think we have to jam him up and shit. Hello, my friend. Hello. What he was trying to ask you is this. Why'd you looking for Papa Daka? Where is he? Let me try this one more time, very slow, and you watch the bouncing ball. 
喝不 ？Why you looking for Papa Duck? Where is he? Better answer, man. You piece of shit. <laughs> Papa Duck was a very valuable source of information to us, man. A regular library of Congress. Unfortunately, like so many libraries, bro, his books were open to the public. You ever heard the sound a man makes when he gets his bones cut off? Huh? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Then you're in for a big treat, bro, because it's hot dog time. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna sing for us, my friend. But the question is, whether you're gonna sing as a man or a woman. <laughs> yeah. Cut him. Hot dog time. That would be more akin to them cutting off his penis as mm-hmm. opposed to his testicles. Correct. To speak in medical parlance. Yes. So the, the yeah, the last guy that was talking there. You're familiar with the show Renegade, right? Yes. The Lor- Lor- Lorenzo Lamas. Yes. So that was his partner, and, and he was in every episode of Renegade with Lorenzo Lamas. 110 episodes. All right. Did you watch uh, Melrose Place? No. Okay, never mind then. I was going to say, there's only one character that was in every episode of Melrose Place. Andrew Shue? No. Um, that's the only person that I was... It's the guy who played Michael it. Mancini. I have no idea. Okay, but anyway, they put a knife and it basically hits the bar right underneath Jackson, right underneath his balls, and then Ash comes in and asks... What are you doing to my brother? And I apologize. These are all back to back, but. You may not have noticed, but the boy ain't driving with a full tank. He spent a year in Bellevue. I am the voice of my own God. And my God. And I told the librarian that I had a bad headache, but she didn't believe me. I really do have a bad headache, though. I have a very bad headache that my head does not feel. Got this delusion he's some kind of holy messenger. He's a lot more oral than Oral Roberts. Listen to him. Yes, yes, I was sent. I was sent. I was sent to bring you down, brother. Yes, yes, I was sent. I was sent to bust your asses and wipe these streets clean. Yes, because I am the man. What are you looking for, Papa Duck? And you may possess his righteous manhood, but his soul is still stained free and clear. He's got a metal plate in his head. Somebody give him an amen. Uh, yes, I. This I, motherfucker's crazy, man. I, I, I give myself an amen. Amen. Uh, yes, I can hear it. Uh, uh, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. Allow me. Allow me to lay my healing hand upon you. Yes. And, and what, what was that glass sound there at the end? I don't know. Jackson grabs a guy's hand who's holding a glass and crushes it. Oh, yes. Yes. And yeah. He, and there's a, there, there's a big fight. And then the last guy he tosses through the door and he says, amen. And as they're walking and it's out. Fun, it's, and it's funny because she became a Bible banger. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then died of kidney failure. I didn't know that. Yeah. But thanks for bringing the podcast down, Doug. <laughs> you didn't know that Vanity was dead? No. Oh, yeah, she did. No, I, look, I, I sent a thing to you. I was actually, I'm very, very happy that Ginger Lynn is still alive uh-huh. because of the Betamax Rewind curse. Oh, yeah. Where And that would have been the one thing is like, hmm, the last public appearance she did. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. That would have been a lot of attention, probably, probably didn't need. But right. you know what we do need, though? A lobby break? 
Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. As I'm coming back from the lobby, I see Jen and she's, you know, getting into her PJs because she's suspect and getting, you know, basically ready for bed for the night. And it reminded me of a conversation I had with her earlier this week when we were talking about Ginger Lynn. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, we were talking about, you know, people that we've seen naked. And I'm not going to ask you for numbers because you can't give them to me anyway. But I, I'm going to ask you percentage. Okay. Let's say in your lifetime, you've screwed around with 100 people. Let's just say that as a number just to throw it out there because it's easier to do the math that way. Okay. Of those 100 people, how many of them do you think you've actually seen naked? 20. Yeah, it's low. It is low because when you were in high school. You're fingering someone. You're not, you're not you know, looking. And even, even if you had their top off, more times than not, the lights were off. And, and that's where the women have the upper hand because if, if they're given a hand job, which is high school, you know, standard, mm-hmm. you know, the cock's out. Uh-huh. It, it's hard not to see. Right. Because, you know, I was thinking about it. It's like, I've probably, I, I mean, I've seen thousands of women naked online. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it, in not including strip clubs, just in person in the moment, it, it's right. way, way lower. I, there's yeah. probably women I've slept with I've never seen naked. Um, boy. Yeah, that's definitely a possible. Yeah, for sure. Because for you know, sure, I, I'm Jewish and I do it through a sheet. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> oh, okay. But let's see, where are we? There's a fight, um, a baseball bat, and then Eddie Murphy's walking away and he's not without an amen. He gets thrown through the door, and that's where the yeah. amen that you said comes. And talking about saving a life, and we saved each other. And he says, a song and dance wasn't going to cut it. And she says, she's a fine singer. Once again, her recovery has come along very well here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he actually lays out the reality of the relationship between the two of them right here. Ain't no goddamn way to start a partnership. Now get this. We ain't partners. We ain't brothers and we ain't friends. I'm putting you down and keeping you down until Gans is locked up or dead. And if Gans gets away, you're going to be sorry you ever met me. I'm already sorry. See, that's a movie that's on my list. It's a matter of, I think another 48 hours is actually 90. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, and I think 48 hours, there's a possibility that I've only seen that once. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Uh, and this movie, was was this movie on your list? Yeah, n- another no. 48 hours no. is 1990. Yeah, Action Jackson was nowhere near my list. It, it was on my list, but the reason it ne- had never come up is I didn't have it. Yeah. And I'm not going to spend three bucks to rent a movie. Yeah. Well, there's a movie that I requested from the library that you put on Plex. Yeah. And if you if you go to justwatch.com and type in that movie, it's you can't find it anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't even it, it doesn't even come up. There's a couple of them, and actually, one that was on my list is My Bodyguard. That was impossible to find. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen that one or not, but I saw that in the theater. <laughs> but she she actually asks, "Is this because I'm a woman?" It's like, "No, it's because you're a junkie. You're smart yeah. and you're wasting it." And 
Yeah. I've, I've had bosses tell me that. <laughs> but they go back to the hotel and the, the manager goes, where you been? And he goes, well, I went to go see Papa Doc. And the manager goes, I could have saved you some time. He's dead and his balls are in a jar. What, why would he have not leveraged this guy for like local information? Sure. I yeah. guess it, it would be sake of plot. <laughs> right, right, right. But he go, he says the, the, the hotel manager says, all right, here's what you need to do. You need to go to the barber shop and you need to go talk to this chick named D. Is Arsenio Hall's character going to be there? Is this D from what's happening? Is this what happened to D? <laughs> well, this woman has actually been in stuff, right? She, I don't know. She was in I, Brooklyn she, Nine-Nine. I don't know what that is. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Brook- Isn't that the show that you told me I need to watch? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, it, was she in that? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, positive. She was also in Ghost. Okay. Did you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No. Oh, you just saw her on IMDb, huh? Yes. Mm, okay. All right. But anyway, she has a, and again, another info dump. Actually, before I, she, she does an info dump, but she does it in verse. What? In verse. She doesn't just say it. She does it in, it's not iambic pentameter, but it is in like a poetry type phrasing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> former partner was a multi-millionaire and an all-around devious named Enzo Catelli. Catelli lived in Rome and as a defense against kidnapping attempts, he formed an elite group of bodyguards, which he called the Invisible Men due to their almost demonic ability to remain completely undetected. But Catelli's dead, isn't he? Alas! He had no defense against his bodyguard's greed. Teleplane financed Catelli's demise and the untimely departure of the first Mrs. Delaplane as well. He might even have deployed them against you, but uh, your devotion made that unnecessary. Were they also responsible for the AW killings? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Undeniably so. Norman was decapitated in an auto accident, Stringer was defenestrated, and Grantham joined the debris in the Detroit River. It is likely that they intended to denounce Delaplane and defy his determined attempts to devise a power base in the AWA. But, alas, motives are not my department, just the delivery of details. Yes. How can I get to talk to Oliver Rooney? Oh, he can usually be found late at night at the Red Devil, unless I am deceived. And, and he thanks her, and he says, I can't pay you. And she says, no problem. She'll just take it out in oral. Yeah, well, she says, and I like helping up the helping out the cops. That's that's not the case anymore. And he pinches her cheek and leaves. And back at the rat hotel, which is what I call it, Jackson goes to the room, and there are clothes on the bed, but who's not there? Yeah. Uh, Sydney is not there. And he goes down to the manager and says, asks about her. Do you see her leave? No. You got to push her here. I run a respectable hotel. Yeah. Room 303. He's in room 303. Yeah. (laughs) That just hurt my throat. I can't talk now. (laughs) Well, keep keep on going to those Cheez-Its, which I can hear you. You're fiddling with your Cheez-Its. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. My bag is off to the side. This this is fiddling with the Cheez-Its. The bag is to the side. But we see Biff and his partner 
and Biff's partner is continuing to bust his balls, and they see the the shell of Jackson's car in the alley. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to see that as they're driving by at 25 miles an hour. Right. That's Action Jackson's car. And then back in the hotel, who's the pusher? Uh, That I don't know, but he's wearing a lion's jacket. Come on, man. You don't know who this is, who the pusher is? It's Billy from Predator. Okay. Okay. Wow. You're really bad at this. You're making me feel bad, Doug. <laughs> but Jackson kicks in the door, and the, the guy downstairs said, take it easy on the door. <laughs> and the, the dealer tries, do you like that? <laughs> tries to stab Jackson with the needle, but he hits the wall. And, he hits the wall, yes. And, and Ash, who was about to get shot up, all of a sudden is now doing play-by-play comedically. <laughs> bad career move. And wild character shifts from her, and Jackson beats him up, and he falls to the ground, and then they have kind of this back and forth. Watch your language in front of the lady. Oh, honey, you don't want to pull that shit out on Action Jackson. This is Action Jackson. <laughs> this is going to be easier than I thought. How about cut you deep, you motherfucker? Oh, very good. You write your own material? <laughs> your ass is mine. You know, it's exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to kick your fucking heart out and shove it down your fucking throat, you cat second. <laughs> Fuck you. I warned you about the language. So what does he do to the drug dealer? He tosses him out. Well, before he tosses the, him out the window. Oh, he he stabs him with the needle. Yeah, he, he injects the the whole shot of H into him, and then he throws him out the window. Yeah, across in, the alley, <laughs> into the window of the other building. <laughs> and the two cops are in the alley, uh-huh. and they say, "Oh, this is Jackson's car." And they see this happen above them, and they yeah. look up and they see Jackson. <laughs> yeah, stay right yeah. there. And they go in, and, and as they go in, the manager's like, "It goes." You want a double bed? Key <laughs> <laughs> jokes, but but, um, but 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 hold on a second. They jump out of the car. They jump out of the window, and Jackson where do they land? Yes, and where do they land? The roof of the convertible, which is why he raised the roof earlier and shatters both of their legs. <laughs> yes, because there's no bottom to this car. There's no soft landing of like seats or anything because it's been completely stripped. But she but, she questions it if he's a cop. Yeah, that's why we're taking this and they they take the cop car. And uh-huh. This is understandable in the extremely very short time. Right. Short term. But long term, that's a bad idea. No, and of course and we, we'll see well, that'll come up in just a little bit. But the, the cops go running out, and the desk clerk, the hotel manager, makes his second homophobic yeah, joke towards them. I can recommend a good bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to become and a new they, thing. They try and commandeer a VW bug, and the lady in the car is like, the fuck you are? C- can they do this in real life? <laughs> do you know? I think we've had this conversation yeah, we before. Have. But I check, and, and yes, they seen, can. You see it in a gaz- It's called posse oh, they com- can. comitatus. If they need to stop a crime right. or if somebody is in danger, you are compelled to give them your car. But the bug drives off, and the two cops that are sitting there, they banter for a bit. Why don't they try to commandeer 
any of the other dozen cars that drive past them as they're like talking right, about right. ramming heads and asses. And in the cop car, yeah. Ash wants to know why they're running from the cops. And Delaplane killed his wife and planted her well, body no, this in my is, place. This, 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 is, this is later on that evening. It's now dark. Oh, is it? Is it much later? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's in the evening because, yeah, when they jump out of the window, it's during the day. And now it's night and they're still driving the cop car around, like down, you know, Main Street. <laughs> but, yeah, Delaplane killed his wife, planted she feels her body. Like she, she, yeah, she, yeah, she, well, yeah, she feels her, like shit. Go ahead, carry on. She's thinking, though, Delaplane killed his wife. Hey, there's an opening there. Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. she, she she questions, you know, her whole thing with Jackson. Why should I trust you? You're a cop. You're wanted for murder. Your name is Action. Give me a brandy. I need a fix. Why don't you just give me a few bucks and drop me off at a bus station? Sure, I'll drop you, and you wouldn't live long enough to enjoy that fix. Delaplane's going to kill you, too. Jesus, Jackson, what are you doing? You want a rush? I'll give you a rush. What do you want? Do you I want you to help me nail it. I don't have to help you do anything. Want to let him kill you? Want to die? Why waste time this way? How much quicker? Don't you? You're crazy. I need your help, Sydney. Will you please oh, help God. me? Because I can't do it without All you. Right, I'll help you. I didn't hear you. I said I'll do it. I didn't hear you. I'll help you. I'll do it. I'll do it. And that wasn't so bad, now was it? Now I don't want to put up with your shit. Must be my charm and my good looks. Are you sure the hell isn't your driving? <laughs> Once again, she like vacillates between I need a fix and I'm just going to have funny banter with you. Right. And I love how the cop car, as he's driving down this alley, did a Dukes of Hazard jump that flew for easily 30 feet. <laughs> right, right. But they're going to see the union head. I think it's the union head at the red. It's 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 Aruni. Um, so it's not the 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 head. It's the other guy. This is where I got confused between the like the union head because Aruni is not the guy they're having the the birthday party for. That's the other. No, guy. that's 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 Ray Foss. You're I right. said Bob Foss before, but it's Ray Foss. Bob Foss isn't he a like clothes designer? I have no idea, man. As opposed to Kim Foss, who's the Great White Moth. The Great White Moth, yes. Yeah. But she's going to help him um, get, she's going to help the guy, or help get the guy away from Delaplane, the the guy at the Red Devil Bar. And she understands her role, but she's complaining about withdrawal. And once again, fine, jonesing, fine, jonesing. And he says he felt that way before it was love. And yeah, mm-hmm. well, she loves smack. Yeah. But she asks if he was married and she left his wife left him two years ago. Right. Why? Well, my career was advancing in the wrong direction. And then she gives him a big smooch and and she says her loss. Just 30 seconds ago, she was talking about how her teeth felt weird and her mouth was all fucked up, but she kisses him. But yeah, she gets out and she's walking away and he's just looking around and he has to have a car jerk as she walks into the bar. And yeah, she go, she goes into a dive bar, and I think this is the the bar that D told him about. Mm-hmm. And she asks for O'Rooney, and this guy was the captain from Alien Nation, 
So there are two guys from Alien Nation in this? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even more that we don't know about. But she tells him that Delaplane's sent her. Yeah, he wants to see you. He doesn't believe yeah. her. It's about tomorrow night. Yeah. And guy throws down the money and downs his shot. And then Ash and that guy are walking out and her bodyguard is there. <laughs> yeah, her bodyguard just randomly happens to be there and How? sees this happen. How is I he don't there? know. I don't know. He frequents the same dive bar as O'Rooney. I don't know. But uh, the two of them are in the car. and It's in the union guy's car. It's not in yes, Jackson's yes. car. Yes. And this O'Rooney guy can't believe that Delaplane is up this early. And she takes him to the Robocop factory. They're at the abandoned factory from Robocop. <laughs> Yes, and they're going up some ladders, and he's bitching the whole time. And why does he want me here? Well, he doesn't want to smell you to smell up his house. And where yeah. is he? Come with me. And she's leading him up the stairs, and and he says, or I don't. He doesn't say this, but he could use the cardio. And she says he's up another floor, and we hear some birds cuckoo cuckoo. <laughs> and he walks out onto the floor, and he's sweating like a whore in church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jackson is another floor up, and he rides a rope down. It's like a cable or something. I'm not sure. He's Why? like, I'm up here. Why? I don't know. I don't know, because it looks cool. No, who and, I am. He's like, honor to meet you, Mr. Creed. Yeah. What's happening at the dinner party? Uh, and he goes, dancing. And then he Jackson Jackson grabs the tie and is kind of holding him up by the tie. And he's choking him. And this is, and O'Rooney says, he's going to kill Foss. Who's going to kill Foss? You are. Ba, ba, ba. But suddenly, the assassins, the invisible men, is that what they're called? The invisible men, yeah. Yes, they're there, and they're holding Sydney. And, and they have a helicopter. They have a helicopter, too. That's just all of a sudden, it's just there. Yeah, the, the UPS driver, cab driver, is in a helicopter. And, with a sniper rifle. And the guy with, and, from Nelson is there. Yes. And, and also, so one of the guys, the butterfly guy knife is featured very prominently in Shawshank Redemption. Okay. He's one of the Andy Dufresne's friends throughout the movie. Is that is that like one of your one of your films? Shawshank? Yeah. What do you mean one of my films? Like one of your top 10, top 20. Mm, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I mean, it was one of those things when when you have cable, it was on all the time on TNT. Yeah. But I, it's, I mean, man, it's probably been five or six years since I've seen it. I like it. But uh, now we're at the Haley factory. Yes. And, and Action Jackson is in chains and he's shirtless and he's all oiled up. Yes, he is. <laughs> they, they took a little bit of foil oil out of the Fiero <laughs> and rubbed him down. Yeah, he's got, yes. he's got an arm like, so he, he's shackled and yes. he has, his left arm is tied to one post on his left side and his right arm is tied to a post on his right hand side. Mm-hmm. And Delaplane kind of lays out his master plan. Yes. I would imagine you have a thousand questions. So please feel free to ask. Why do you want to kill Foss? Controlling the union's not going to help your company that much. Well, it's true, really. If cars were all I cared about it, it wouldn't be worth the effort, would it? But my cars are just a hobby. See, my real interest, Sergeant, is power. And the AWA is more than just a union, Sergeant. It is a power block. And don't ever underestimate their strength. 
For instance, in 1976, they helped elect a Georgia peanut farmer to the highest office. So you're saying we have President Delaplane to look forward to? <laughs> no, not really. I'm a king maker rather than a king. There's an old cliche that says, true power rests behind the throne. Fortunately, we have a government that's proven that cliche true time and time again. Of course, to implement that kind of power, one must have a tool. Murder is a tool. You think uh, I may like to murder just for the entertainment value? I have to admit, it's a lot of fun once My first wife and my partner had to die because of financial interests. Patrice, on the other hand, Patrice was becoming a problem. She was beginning to jeopardize my entire operation, and I couldn't stand for that. The thing that breaks me up is my son. One day soon, he may have to join them. So he's the proto-Hunter Biden? Mm-hmm. You know, an altercation in the old prison shower. That sort of thing happens all the time. So, how do you figure you're going to kill Foss and get away with it? Good question. Mr. Gamble here will take care of that. And he will be dressed exactly like you at the time. To most of my guests, you all look alike anyway. You sly dog! You got me monologuing! I can't believe it! This is one of those occasions where I really wish that it had not been a blank clip. Oh, why is that? Well, it'll save me about 10 minutes of note-taking. But other than that, <laughs> so at, at the very end of that, he says one thing, and it's he talks about how his assassin, who's the guy who is a cab driver, a UPS driver. <laughs> yes, and, and the helicopter sniper. Yeah, and he says that, you know, to most of my, well, here, listen to this, and it goes a little bit further. To most of my guests. assume that you were on a mission to kill me after your senseless murder of my wife. And the interesting thing is that your car in your getaway will crash and burn and your charred body will be discovered among the ruins and you will be identified from your dental records. What is his heart on for burning people? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, I forgot to put that in the clip. I meant to do put that part in that clip. But it continues. But, oh, sorry. And the case will be neatly closed. Immaculate. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think so, too. That only leaves Sydney. She will die of an overdose. But not until I fuck her one last time. You really shouldn't wear your heart on your sleeve. Very unbecoming. So he's going to fuck Ash one last time, Mm -hmm. but he couldn't do that with Patrice? Right. What is wrong with him? But... (laughs) Jackson asks Delplane what he wants with him. I, I, I literally just told you. <laughs> yeah. And Delplane and most of the invisibles, not all of them, most of them walk away and get in the elevator. And Jackson yells at him. And Jackson says, one of these days, you're really going to piss me off, which does come back into play later. And Delplane just gives him a little finger wave. Ta-ta. Mm-hmm. Well, but let's let's see. So the guy from Shawshank Redemption is there, the butterfly knife guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huey Lewis from Die Hard. Stop. That's the guy. Notre Dame on top 
of USC. Oh, shit. Come on, I got 50 bucks bet on them assholes. Yep, that guy. <laughs> that guy is there, yeah. And Huey Lewis says, get the gasoline. We're going to have a barbecue. And he lights a torch. And then the big, fat, black bodyguard jumps down. And he goes, hello, I'm Mr. Ed. <laughs> So stupid. And then goes, want a paint job? And has like a car paint sprayer and sprays a guy in the face. So the guy's in white face now. Yes. (laughs) And then he he takes the the torch that Hugh Lewis had and he uses it to burn one of the chains that is holding Jackson. Right. That would burn his arm. It sure would. Because the, the link to the link to the... The shackle that would absolutely burn his arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, punches are thrown. Guy falls into the electrical panel and just bursts into flame. <laughs> I, I sent you the picture, the screenshot of that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. like, and then just like bursts into flame. Yes. Everybody on this movie starts on fire. Action Jackson gets the other chain off. Uh, the long hair guy. Oh, the guy from the band Nelson. Yes. He, he's just randomly canned carrying a gas can. Well, he, he told him the guy told oh. the guy's name is thaw, but which is ironic. Yeah. Huey Lewis told him to go get some gas. Cause we're going to have a barbecue. Yeah. And he comes back and action. Jackson does his best Arnold impression. He says, chill out, <laughs> chill out. Yes. And uses the torch and he blows up. And now Huey Lewis has the multi-barreled grenade launcher and they knock him down. Action Jackson picks it up and goes, barbecue. Hey, how do you like your ribs? And then blows that guy up. Well, yeah, there's a thing you kind of miss where Jackson and the, the bodyguard go out on a ledge and one's on the left-hand side and one's on the right-hand side. And and they kind of, one of them distracts them and, but yeah, and they they blow the guy up, and he's cooked. Too. But how do you like your ribs? And uh-huh. they fire, and there's a great cut to ribs being cooked at the party. <laughs> oh, there is? I did not catch that. That's awesome. He says, how do you like yeah, your ribs? but it's at the party. And we're, we're, they cut to ribs being cut, which I thought was kind of clever. And the comment okay. is on display. And anyway, go ahead. Delaplane is glad-handing everybody. O'Rooney is there. Uh, Delaplane waves at Foss. Didn't his wife now, just get murdered? And, okay. I, that's right here in my notes. His wife was just murdered like less than 36 ago. hours ago. <laughs> and here he is. Yeah, I still got to have the party. Come on. Come on. I got to have the party. It's so, important just, stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but Jackson is there with the purse thief. Uh, the, and the candy bar thief sees them, I think. Well, well hold, hold, hold on one second. And the... J- just one second here. Th- there's a woman in a blue dress with a monobrow <laughs> that he walks by. Okay. You can't not see it once you know it's there. <laughs> because I, I watched it you back. Mean, you mean a... a you, you, yeah, unibrow. You mean a unibrow? Yes, so monobrow, okay. unibrow. Sorry, I'm I'm mm-hmm. in Ohio. But uh, the union president <laughs> is in the food line, and he's about to grab a roll... And a goon grabs his hand and puts a roll on his plate. What the fuck? Why? Why does that happen? I don't know. But no, now sure. Jackson is there. And who is with Jackson? The purse thief. The guy who keeps passing out every time he sees him. Einstein. Yes. They're, yes. They're both in tuxes. Mm-hmm. Why do, you need, why do I need to be there? <laughs> well, you look like an old friend. Why didn't you bring him? 
well, he, he's dead. <laughs> and that's yeah. when they pass by the candy bar thief. Right. And the, <clears throat> the, uh, cab driver, cab driver slash UPS guy slash helicopter sniper is in a tree with a gun with his sunglasses on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jackson's old partner is there as are the bodyguard mm-hmm. and the guy the from hotel the hotel manager. I'm here yeah. from the hotel. Um, and some Karen. <laughs> I need some crab cakes. <laughs> is bitching to deep because. And why is the Karen bitching to Delaplane? And I, I just have this. I'm sorry, I said D because that's what I wrote instead of having to type out Delaplane every time. Uh, I don't know. There's nobody there to park her car. Ah, uh, okay. And this should be a warning to him, right? And he actually, sure enough, he, he tells two of his goons, including the candy bar thief, something's oh, yeah. wrong. Check out check front. Out front. Yeah, check out front. And then Delaplane makes an announcement that it's it's the birthday boy's Foss. And that's when Jackson tells the thief, the purse thief, to run. Yeah, and Jackson sees the fake Jackson in the tree. And mm-hmm. the, the cab driver is focus, focusing on his target as Jackson is walking through the crowd and Einstein is running through the crowd. And Foss actually references the fact that Einstein is running. It's like, don't worry. There's plenty of cake. <laughs> yeah. But Jackson does a Tarzan. Yeah, with the light, with the big light strand. And the lights are like, he swings the light strand into the assassin's face and the, the bulbs are popping. And it it's just enough to throw him off. He still yeah. shoots, but instead of getting Foss as a headshot, he gets, yeah. he wings him in the shoulder. Right, and then he falls onto the top of, I would have to guess this is a wrought iron fence. That, yeah, that's what I have. And yes. I was shocked there was no one-liner here. Okay, well, he tries to grab Jackson right before he dies. And, and this then, is what the guy does with, he, he knows he's dying. This is what he, yeah. he is so loyal to Delaplane that yeah. he's going to try to hold Jackson back. But right. I, guess, I guess loyalty is a good thing. Right, but now O'Rooney is yelling, Delaplane did it! Delaplane did it! And he gets a butterfly knife right in the chest. <laughs> and do you think that butterfly knife guy goes home at the end of the day and he says, oh, God damn it, I have to fill out another fucking expense report because I've got to write <laughs> off another goddamn knife. <laughs> right, right. But Delaplane runs and he tells the candy bar thief from Die Hard to get the chop. There you go, there you go, yes. Uh, but the the helicopter or done. I'm, I'm all bar. screwed up. Candy the bar. candy bar thief from Die Hard has to fight the hotel manager, and he tries a roundhouse kick. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And the uh, hotel, hey, you can't hear me that way. And he ducks. He's <laughs> <laughs> got some fancy work, and he punches the candy bar guy. Right. And the the candy bar guy basically says, "Fuck this!" And he pulls a gun, and then he gets shot. And who did he get shot by? Was it the ex partner? Is the ex-partner. He says, yeah. you're a kid Sable, aren't you? You better believe it. <laughs> right. The butterfly knife guy tries to run and to kill, or he tries to kill the purse thief, but the bodyguard grabs him and... He gets him to stab himself. Right. So he, what does this guy just carry, like six... Because he's, he's got another butterfly knife. <laughs> he's got a lot. <laughs> yes. And he makes him stab himself and then tells the purse thief... Crime doesn't pay. And uh, Jackson's right. partner And then stops Jackson him. runs into his ex part. Yeah. Are you going to take me in? But what happens up above on the second floor? Ash breaks a window and yells for Jackson. Which, if yeah. she was able to do that, why would she have not done that a long time ago? 
Right. Right. But, and the ex-partner says, fuck it, and tosses him a gun. Well, de- before the partner says, fuck it, and throws him a gun, Delaplane holds a gun to her head. And I'm thinking, the partner's mm-hmm. going to die, isn't he? Well, nope. Yeah. Got that wrong, too. But Jackson yeah. takes off his coat, and he gets into the Comet, which is the car, and starts... The Fiero. Yeah, starts revving it, and Delplane is holding the gun on Ash and says, easy, baby. And Jackson is driving the car, and the henchman that Pat Patrice saw talking on the phone sees this, and as Jackson plows into the house, the henchman is shooting at the car, and Jackson runs him over and says, you lose! Good day, sir! Yeah, you lose. Right. He's driving around the house some more. Did did it... I was taking notes. Did it show him driving up the stairs? Yeah, it did. How? Oh, it did. Okay, first of okay. all, an average staircase is about four and a half feet wide. An average yeah. car is about seven and a half feet wide. Well, this is a big house. It's got one of those big grand staircases that goes up to the second floor. But uh, Delaplane is about to shoot Ash up in with heroin and... Well, he's, he's about to give her a hot load. Well, you know, wouldn't be the first one, wouldn't be the last in, in one. In what way? And, and, no. And she should be happy about this, but he backhands her, and then as Jackson is driving up the stairs, he says, hot, hotter, hottest, as Delaplane opens the door and sees the car coming and dives out of the way. And then mm-hmm. Jackson backs up, and Delaplane shoots out the windshield, and... Jackson gets out and Delaplane has a gun to Ash's head and we get the final showdown talk. You haven't learned your lesson? Teach me. And everybody drops their guns. Right. And at this point, I look at the time because I know that you did not include the credits in this movie. Correct. And I look, and there's one minute and 40 seconds left. Yeah, and I'm there's like, not a lot left. Wait, 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 wait. What? How are they going to wrap this movie up in a minute and 40 seconds? But they fight, and I think Jackson goes, now you're pissing me off. And he kicks his ass, and well, Delaplane... Jackson is getting his ass handed to him in the beginning. And then yes. he brings it back. And Yeah, they, that's when he says, now you're pissing me off. And the music comes up, and Jackson is now winning the fight, and they both go for the guns, and they shoot at the same time, and Jackson is on target, and Delaplane is not, or is he? How did he miss? He didn't. Are you all right? Oh, no, I've been shot. Check him out. How bad is it? This is one dead piece of shit car builder. With the paramedics and the meat wagon down here right away on the double. Yes, sir. Want a full report on my desk first thing in the morning. In the morning? In the morning. Lieutenant. Lieutenant? Lieutenant? What are you, a fucking pirate? (laughs) Well, you always said you wouldn't team up with a junkie. How about an ex-junkie, huh? Wait a minute, you kidding? Cold turkey. You can have me on Thanksgiving. How's that? Can I have you any sooner? (laughs) <laughs> she, she's been off heroin for 36 hours at this point at right most. yeah 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 but, in my notes yeah i'm taking sharon stone still <laughs> yeah movie's over uh-huh my movie uh-huh it is not a good film 
it is not a terrible film. It is a, as I said earlier, it is a paler imitation of Tango and Cash, but I still enjoyed it. I, I it's not great, but I still enjoyed it. Oh, I loved this movie. Okay, I had so I, I really, really. I mean, it's 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 not a good movie. Again, it's not a bad movie, but I really, really enjoyed watching it. I had a, I had a blast watching it. Well, that's good. Yeah. So this actually, I, I, I'm going to let you go with this. I'm going to let you okay. take this first. Playing, playing out the string. Well, years later, he takes over a town called Navarro. <laughs> Navarro is a good city or a good planet. <laughs> yes. And he's kind of the, you know, an in-between for bounty hunters, uh, but then has a change of heart. Once he meets a little guy and then cleans up the city and turns into quite the magistrate there. When Carl Weathers died, you know how I found out how lawn chair told me really. And my response to him was, God damn it, Grogu. (laughs) (laughs) So you're burying the lead here a little bit. She relapses and dies. Oh yeah. Or- oh yeah. It's, it's, I'm sorry. You don't get clean from heroin in 36 hours and then just, Oh, my life, my life is normal now. Now I'm going to be with you and we're going to be happy. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. No, she's going to fucking relapse. She's going to relapse. Yeah. She's going to end up dead. And then he's going to go fucking dig up Sharon stone and take her to the pet cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> is pet cemetery a eighties movie? Yes, it is. It's it got, is. uh, Oh God, I'm not Denise wrong. Crosby. Denise Crosby. Den- yeah is in that movie and and a guy that we've seen wow oh, the fuck is it sometimes dead is better yeah it's, uh oh. fred fred gwynn yes herman munster is in it but the, the, the like the main guy i can't remember who it is we've seen him before but i like that movie no, i that was another one i saw in, in the theater um i did too it scared the shit out of me i, I didn't oh, actually i saw the second one i did not see the remake no no but no. um what was the kid's name gage yeah. Yes, yeah, so yeah. 1989. Okay. Stephen King, um, Fred Gwynn, Brad Gr- Greenquest. Well, I, I I can see him in my mind. Or Dale Midkiff? I don't know. I can see the dude in my mind. Anyway. Okay, anyway, um, did Jen watch this film? No. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. Didn't watch it. That yeah. was Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! But I'd absolutely recommend it, but, you know, it's oh, yeah. not available <laughs> anywhere. Absolutely would recommend it. It was great. It really was. I had a blast watching this movie. All right. Moving on. Whatcha? Whatcha? Whatcha watching? So, my week, I watched Serpico for the first time ever. It's with um, <clears throat> Al Pacino. Hoo-ah! Yeah. I'm a good cop. You're not. It was okay. I've never seen it. I watched a couple of episodes of Voyager. All right. It sucks. I watched uh, Rocky the Voy- versus... The old, the old Star Trek Voyager. Yes. With Janeway. Yes. It sucks. Did, was that one that you never watched? I watched like a handful of episodes. All right. I, I started from the beginning. I got three episodes in. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to keep going. Okay. I watched uh, Rocky versus Drago. Which okay. director's cut of Rocky Four. Oh, all right. If you okay. haven't watched it, you should. It's better than it's so much better. It's it's okay. a different film. Oh, all right. 
I watched something called Fool Me Once, which is a series. Uh huh. It's pretty good. Okay. And then last night I watched something called Aniara, which is a Swedish subtitled film about a spaceship that is on the way from Earth to Mars that gets waylaid because of technical issues. It's interesting. Mm hmm. And then, on? oh God, Amazon or Max? Okay. No, it's on Max. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't have Max. And then I watched uh, uh, Saturday Night Fever. Ah, okay. All right. Do, um, do you know um, the? You saw the the commercials right from with Tony last Christmas for the the Capital One commercials. Maybe. Where it's Santa and he's walking down the street just like in Saturday Night Fever. Oh, maybe I have. I don't know. But the 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 girl that is in the shop where he goes into is the one that he calls a cunt. Oh, all right, awesome. Anyway, go ahead. I finished up Generation Kill. You should really watch that, man. I've now watched it twice since we've been doing this podcast. I can't recommend something more than Generation Kill. Okay. All right, that's your homework assignment for this week. Well, it's a big ask in a week. No, it's not. You, you watch three episodes of Voyager. You can watch seven episodes of Generation Kill or even get it started. Okay. Hey, what? Janeway is the best captain ever. No, she's not. <laughs> she's oh, did not. you see the thing with um, uh, who played Wesley? Will 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 Wheaton? Uh, do you know who Larry David is? Right. Yeah. Have have you heard about this whole controversy? No. Larry David, the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm is on coming up on Max. Okay. I've I've never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I've, I've seen clips of it. I've never sat through a full episode before. But he is out doing the press circuit to advertise. Mm-hmm. And he was on the Today Show. And Elmo was on the same episode of the Today Show that he was on. Okay. And apparently, like, he hit Elmo. <laughs> oh. And Will Wheaton went on a fucking tirade. Really? About how this brought back memories of his dad beating him and stuff. Oh, Jesus. It's like, dude, relax. <laughs> it has nothing it's a, to do with you. It's and a he, fucking puppet. And he's fucking, it's a, it's, it's a work. He's goofing. Oh, okay. No, Will, right. Will Wheaton wasn't. I'm, oh. Larry David was. Will Wheaton okay. is seriously upset. All right. It's like, well, oh my God. Dude, stop chill. being a cunt. Stop being a cunt. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Continue. All right. Uh, I watched Fury. That is a really good World War II movie. It gets its knocks, and I understand why it gets its knocks, but it is a great delve into characters. When's the last time you saw Fury? Well, it was probably two years ago. Okay. All right. Um, I watched The Guns of Navarone with Gregory Peck and. Anthony Quinn, great, great movie. Um, the boy and I watched Schindler's List. He's doing, he's in the Holocaust section of social studies. Okay. So he's like, I'm like, mm, dude, it's three and a half hours long. And it's, I don't, it's not really going to show the Holocaust the way I think you want to. There's lots of dialogue and lots of backstory and stuff. We had to stop it several times and I had to explain to him what was going on. And we watched it over the course of three nights, maybe four nights, but 
we we tried watching this movie with with Rutger Hauer. It was a made for TV movie called Escape from Sobador, Sobador, which was like Russians and concentration camp prisoners escaped from this um, Wichimajigger uh, camp. Okay, and it's a true story. And we started watching it, and he goes, he goes, Dad, they they all look really healthy. This doesn't seem very realistic. I'm like, no, it's not. But what are you going to do? It's a made-for-TV movie. And he said, can we just watch Schindler's List? Sure. Okay. I'm glad we watched it. Uh, I watched a couple of episodes of Star Trek uh, Strange New World, both the both of them, the, the time-traveling ones from season three. Okay. It's season good. Two. I think I'm going to – I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, season two. I think I'm going to continue watching that – season because i like it uh we got you haven't gotten to the musical episode no i have not gotten to the musical that's the episode. one i have not watched it's like okay. fuck this i don't need to watch this okay uh we got hulu so my oldest he's watching family guy now which he's he's like yeah, i don't like the simpsons anymore because we watched we watched all the star wars episodes of family guy mm-hmm. and once you get your hooks or once family guy gets its hooks into you yeah, that's the Simpsons is like bad weed and family guys like crack cocaine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he's watching that and I watched the first episode of the newest season of Fargo. Do you know who Juno Temple is? Yes. Well, it's it's not Juno Temple anymore, is it? Well, she's she was in. Ted Lasso. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the movie Juno. Yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, yes. I, yeah, yeah, I know who Juno. Temple, yeah, she was in Ted okay. Lasso. She got naked in something else. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was. I think it was some NC-17 movie with Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, like Dirty Steve or Dirty Harry. I'm not sure. Dirty was, Sanchez. Yes. Hot Carl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's okay. It, it the. What's unfortunate is with Hulu. Killer Joe. Killer Joe. There you go. This was the only, it's the only season that they have on Hulu. And I really like the first couple of seasons of Fargo. Um, so I guess we'll see how it's got John, John Hamm in it with his giant cock, but he hasn't been in it yet. And then I'm all caught up on masters of the year. Spoiler alert. If you're, if you, if you haven't, if you're not caught up on it, fourth episode, zero combat footage aerial combat footage and like the main character might be dead and they don't even show it. So, you know, one of the guys that you thought was going to be like a main character dead in the third episode, I'm not digging on it. It's, it's not that good. It's, it's meh positive. That's what I can give it. It's got really, really good rotten tomato scores. Well, of course it does. But it's not Band of Brothers. It's not the Pacific. It's not Generation Kill. Yeah, that's why I want to get Tom Hanks on the podcast. Yes. So uh, that's it. Oh, um, I, I watched a, a, a compilation video on YouTube of kids telling their stepdads that they want them to adopt them. And I got all like teary. It really teared me up big time because you see these grown ass men crying when they're stepkids who they've been basically raising hand them a, like some papers and, and you know, it's all kind of like a word, like a surprise. 
they're very touching videos. And then to counteract that, I had to watch a compilation of videos of people scaring their spouses with like scary masks and stuff. Those always crack me up. Yeah, I actually I watched a bunch of um the cops or lawyers getting owned by people. <laughs> oh, okay. Like the public auditors. Have you ever watched any of those videos? No. Where they're just they're outside of a police station on the sidewalk just filming things and the cops come out and they're like, "What are you doing?" nothing i'm just filming why i'm because i'm a journalist and i just want to film this it's for a story and they're like you need to give us your id no i don't yeah and that actually in one of those there was they were talking about like different things where people stood up for their rights and so somebody a couple people were like doing nothing and cops showed up and he said show me your id and it's like i don't Mm -hmm. have to yeah and you suspect me of committing a crime right and then as and it's all body cam footage that they're showing mm-hmm. these things. And it's like, well, we got to give them a, you know, resisting or s- something as CYA. Obstruct. It's usually obstructing. Yeah. And you're, uh, you're obstructing our investigation. That's usually, or the big thing is, is when you get pulled over and can we search your car? No. It smells like weed in there. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing that they do. Well, that's going away anyway. So. Yeah. Well, you still can't smoke when you're driving. Yeah. You know, I, I, and the thing is, I have not, if, if I did, I would say it. I, last time I smoked weed was in 1980, 1980, 1996. Okay. And I have nothing against weed. Um, it's not my thing because I had some bad reactions to it, but yeah. Yeah. The last time I smoked, if it was, I think the last time I actually smoked weed was probably four years ago maybe even five years ago. And then I tried an edible two years ago, like a very small dosage of one, the legal kind that mm-hmm. you can get here in Wisconsin, the Delta eights. And I did not care for it one bit. I was like, I cannot wait for this to be done. Yeah. So. And once, you know, it, it will be, it actually is legal in Ohio. Now it's just a matter of like getting the shop set up and stuff. Mm-hmm. I won't smoke, but Depending on how work views it, I might try an edible. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because my whole thing is, like, even though it's legal, it still can preclude you from employment certain places. Well, yeah, like like the NFL. Like, it's legal in states where they have teams, and it's they still are not allowed to have it. And the funny thing is, is oh yeah, here take this take this narcotic for your pain. And the NFL guys are like, no, man, I don't want to take that. I just want to take some edibles because it helps with my pain and it's not going to make me addicted to something and it's not going to make me constipated. No, take opioids. Yeah, take opioids. Yeah, sure. It's so fucking stupid. Okay, so anything else? Uh, No, Hmm. I have nothing. Yeah, no. I know you don't don't have it, but you can still say it. I'm so excited. And I just can't find I, I really like it when you like my movies, even when they're not great. Next week's movie, and I think I like it. Well, I feel the same way when you like my movies. It's like, ooh, you know, I get, I kind of get like a little shiver up my spine. Like, oh, he loves me. He loves me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go that far. Okay. Well, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Dogs of War. We're gonna see another multi-barreled grenade launcher next week, <laughs> and that is on Amazon. And the funny thing is, is we got with Hulu and the Disney package, it's 10 bucks and it has commercials and like the Simpsons, 
they have commercials like every three or not the Simpsons family guy has commercials like every three minutes. Oh, wow. When I was watching Fargo, they had five commercial breaks that were a minute and 30 seconds long. And then my youngest was watching this show that he liked on Netflix, but they only had two seasons of it. But the two latest seasons are on Hulu and it's called the Thundermans. And there were no commercials on that. So I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be commercials on dogs of war or if it's, I've not seen any. I'm, I'm almost done with it. Oh, you are. Okay. Maybe it's not like their newer stuff that they're putting commercials on. Maybe it's TV versus because I'm, I'm assuming and the thing would suck if they just like drop a commercial in and it's not in, they don't pick where it goes. Right. Like TV shows that they have breaks built in where it's like, okay, a break goes here, but if it's a movie and they just, you know, you know, it's like, well, and then, and then it just cuts and goes to commercial that will suck. Yeah. That happens with some of the podcasts that I listen to. They'll be mid sentence and all of a sudden a commercial will happen. That's the way it is on things like uh Tubi and yeah. those free services. So Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Dogs of War. Uh <sighs> Friday or Saturday, maybe Thursday. I don't know. Depends right. on yeah. I know we can't do Sunday because we're heading out of town. Boys boys have a four day weekend, so we're gonna go somewhere overnight on Sunday. Cool. Okay, so yeah. go ahead and bring us on home. Hey, thanks, everybody. Uh, back to normal with our normal non-porn star interview podcast. <laughs> thanks for joining us for a sub three-hour podcast. Actually, this this was a good podcast. Okay. Teen Witch, when I was listening to the Teen Witch, it was just kind of like, we, we were like, just, just let's just get through the movie, man. Whereas you're, Action you're not Jackson, happy with me in, in Teen no, Witch. No, well, I, I was expecting Teen Witch to be sub two hours because it was Teen Witch. It was, you know, classic cinema. I know. My family needed me. I needed to be present for my family. And here I am like, fuck, man, it's a long podcast. Let's get this shit done. But it, it, was just, it was not a fun podcast to do. And I don't know if it was because the content was just kind of like, eh. Action Jackson, this was a fun podcast. I enjoyed this. Yeah, so thank and, you. and there are things where it's like we've done enough of these where I can say, okay, that was that was good, and, and part of it's fun, but part of it is the quality of it too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we say, yeah, it it wasn't great, and yeah, I I can admit that we have enough of a catalog. I can say that was not a great film, yeah. um, or not a great podcast, and yeah, sometimes you know you, you don't know until you're doing it how it's going to work out because it's not, if it's a good film, it's a good podcast. There's not that one-to-one correlation. Yeah. So did you see who was riding the Jeep in the beginning of the dead zone or not the dead zone dogs war? I'd have to go back to my notes. I do not remember. I watched it a week and a half ago. You didn't see that Al Bundy was riding in the Jeep in the beginning. Al Bundy is, you know, he pops back up because, Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. He, he, Okay, apparently you're less than halfway through the film. No, I've no, I've I've watched like the first thirty seconds because he very clearly is Al Bundy and he rips like the is it the, what is the the thing the wires that go to the spark plugs is it the distributor cap? Yes, he he rips it out of a car and says, "No, your car will not be ready today." Oh, okay. Awesome. So yeah, so join us next week for the Dogs War. You want to reach out to the show? BetamaxRewind.com or at yahoo.com uh, rate rate and review where you get your if you like the show tell a friend refer a friend give us five stars if you like the show if not go fuck yourself i don't it, care and remember 
Don't call me a cunt unless you're fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> so great. We interviewed I, I, Ginger Lynn, man. We, we interviewed I, Ginger Lynn. Yeah. No, no matter I, what happens, it, it's like me running the marathon. Nobody can take that away from me. That happened. No, that did happen. And there's a, I would say there's a 50% chance that we're going to get round two with her. And, Okay, here's the other part. And this is the thing what I I had a little bit of a bone to pick with you about this. Okay. You were like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. And I understand that. I understood it going in. Uh-huh. And there was a non-zero chance that we were going to do it, do the podcast and I was going to be great. I'm not going to publish it. Okay. But we did it and then you were so against it and I I felt like I was almost forcing you to participate in it. It was bad because, okay, let me little, little pull. Let me pull the curtain back a little bit. So Tuesday nights at four 30, my oldest son has a drum lesson and my kids, we pick up our kids at like five after four. And on Tuesdays, one of us takes the older boy to the drum lesson and the other one takes the younger one home. Okay. And then the younger one has baseball at, he gets picked up at like 540. So I was going to like pick him up, come home and jump right on the podcast. And then my missus was like, well, wait a second. What, what's he going to do? He, he's got to have dinner before he goes to baseball. I'm going to get home from the drum lesson and have like 10 minutes to feed him dinner before he goes to baseball. And right away, and all, and keep in mind also that I'm doing this to interview a porn star. No, I which, get that. Which I'm sure she's not thrilled about, but she's not going to say anything because I'm my own man. She doesn't have my balls in a jar like some of my friends think. She's going to let me do what I want. She may not be happy about it, but if it's something that I want to do and makes makes me happy, she's gonna say she's gonna give me the green light to do it. But. I'm messing up the whole system so I can interview a porn star. So that's kind of why I was, I was a little bit flustered and a little bit frustrated and a little bit embarrassed because my wife is looking at me going, yeah, the, the interview with the porn star comes before the well-being of our kids, but we figured it out. You know, she was going to pick up both kids or she was going to, yeah, pick up both kids, do the younger ones, homework in the car, and then go to Culver's and get food. But, you know, we're, we're doing it. We're in the mi- middle of it, and it gets to a point where it's like, okay, I, I got to wrap this up. And looking for an exit point so we can actually do this so it, it doesn't completely just sound like it is just cut and run. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, you're like, Oh, and, and, and you should bring Christy Canyon with you, <laughs> which I, I think there's a non-zero chance that will happen. Yeah. I don't and, know. She might be, she might be like, these guys were so much fun. You should come with me and do this. Well, like I said, everybody that listened to it said, you guys did really well. Yeah. And it, it could have went sideways in so many different ways and it did not. And I yeah. think a lot of that is, it is probably... It was only an hour podcast, but mm-hmm. I think I said 20 words in the entire podcast. Yeah, she did most of the talking. It was really tough because um, she just kept on going. And then when they're all of a sudden, there'd be like a very slight pause. Jump okay, in there. Jump in there. Ask a question. So, yeah, that yeah, was pretty cool. All right. So, so we will see you. Yes. Next week for 
Dogs of War, which is available on Amazon. Yes. And that is it. That's all, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Boys, boys, boys.